If God wants you alive, you're going to stay alive. Packing bowls and freeing souls from America's heartland. You're listening to Bowl After Bowl with Lorian and Spencer. The most beautiful young people you've ever seen. You'd love it. Yeah. So when are we smoking some weed? I'm being baked. I'm being baked like a cake. He's so good. That's a dumb place to keep bowls. Yeah, why would you put bowls there, man? Such a dumb place to keep bowls. Hey, everybody, welcome. Thank you for listening live to Bowl After Bowl. I am Sir Spencer, Wolf of Kansas City. I'm Dame DeLorean. And today it's a special edition, Bowls with Buds, featuring our buddy, good friend, uh, joining us, Mike Hagen. Mike, welcome to the bowl. Hey, hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled to be here. I've, I've, I've been laughing all the way up to it, and I'm, <laughs> I'm still smiling right now. So, yeah. Beautiful. Thank you for joining us, and uh, welcome, welcome. We got you in after, honestly, not really that long of uh, some technical fiddling. No doubt. It could, it, uh, years ago, it would have taken way longer. So we, we get sort of spoiled uh, with, with technology when it doesn't work immediately. But even the fact that it works after uh, a few minutes of fiddling is actually quite amazing. So, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's nice. And uh, it's, it's kind of funny because I hyped up the clean feed. I was like, well, we use clean feed. So it's just I send you a link and you hit go and then it's done. Like, right. But uh, and then we had uh, the kind of cross wires of you're on a Macintosh and I'm on a Windows machine and I'm familiar with both but I having it right in front of you you're able to be like oh you click on this icon and then go into this setting and with Windows it's like oh I'm so glad that there wasn't actually like a video component because then I would have had to like <laughs> then, then I would have I'd have had I don't know what I would have had to done but no doubt no doubt uh, well, for those new to the show or joining us for the first time, um, this is Bowl After Bowl's kind of secondary format. We call it Bowls for Buds, and we just put them out whenever we can get a guest on uh, and, you know, sync up a good time for that works for both of us. Then we just kind of put them out so it's not as regular as our Tuesday night broadcasts. Uh, is that what you do regularly, uh, Spencer? You, you're, yep. The, the bowl, uh, uh, your normal podcast broadcast is Tuesday evenings that's right yeah we do them Tuesday at 9 central and uh, if you go to bowlafterbowl.com and click on listen live all of the links are available there so our uh, our ice cast stream that's thanks to no debit he set that up for us uh, nice which was super cool and uh, yeah we just hop on there the stream is usually going all the time but mostly I just have different weird YouTube playlists playing on it Really? So the thing just goes pretty much indefinitely? Yep, uh, unless my browser tab crashes or uh, I use a tool called Butt to broadcast. And if, uh -huh. if my How many T's in Butt? Two T's. Okay. It's an acronym for uh, broadcast using this tool. <laughs> they call it Butt. So I'm streaming out my Butt. Uh, I'm, at, I'm at 28 hours right now because we had some... I decided again yesterday to play... Uh, counter-strike go and it messed my audio up again so i had to turn the stream off and on but uh okay. for those who heard tuesday night's episode we did get off like a f over an hour late starting and that's because 
I started playing Counter-Strike for uh, Bitcoin. You can do it uh, via lightning payments where your sats are your life, basically. And um, <laughs> I, so I started playing Counter-Strike, and then it just totally destroyed my mic That's for my, real, right? Your sats are your life, man. Honestly, yeah, that's no what doubt. it's about now. No doubt. <laughs> well, uh, so the way Balls with Buds works is it's kind of a laid-back interrogation, <laughs> you know. Uh, we have some friends on, and... Uh, we started off with this list of questions and it really is just a lot of stonery background kind of stuff. But lately we have kind of come to the realization that the further we go along and the more different types of guests we go on, we're not really going to be able to, uh, keep it exactly to this list. And so we're trying to kind of expand our topics and expand sort of what we talk about. The podcast is weed centric. The podcast always from day one has kind of been about uh, freedom and you know what that pertains to legalization and yeah, uh, yeah. and you know a no, fun I'd... a fun show a funny show like uh, smoke weed every day. We don't try to take ourselves <laughs> too seriously here, but we also don't want to yeah. just become a one trick a weed LMAO kind of pony, you know. Right. Uh, right. So I'm sure that we'll get into all kinds of. Uh, different crypto rabbit holes, but what we first always like to do with our guests is just kind of talk about the origins and like what we mean to each other, how we first met. Mm. And for you, Mike, you're a guy who I've God been putting damn. on uh, <laughs> job applications for over a decade now, and I just list you as my mentor. <laughs> well, uh, I'm 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 pleased to to be on that on that uh, on that application. I just know any, that any, anytime you do that, I know so. when when random people call you and uh, ask you to talk about me, you always have something nice to say. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I mean, gosh, uh, I guess you and me met here in Columbia, and and uh, like I say, it's probably a good twelve years, maybe maybe mm-hmm. longer than that. I, I want to say like oh. Oh six, oh seven. It would, it would have um, had to been probably oh eight. Oh eight. That's, that when, I, that's when I moved out there. But right. it, it was like right away. But it was right right away because yep. and and because you kind of got right into that scene uh, here in in Columbia. Yep. And that's when uh, uh, the Blue Fugue and all that gang was kind of kind of kind of doing their thing, and that's where we were all sort of uh, networking and communicating out of that place. Uh, yep. And and yeah, um, but. I remember, I remember you just being like a like like a super curious young man, and 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 I say that with uh, uh, respect and 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 with with the right to say it because I, I'm I'm sure. I'm old enough to be Spencer's father, maybe his grandfather. Uh, so probably um, father. But I, yeah, yeah, but maybe a, maybe with, a young grandfather. With, yeah, right? with talent, maybe grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> right. Anyway, I, I'm you know I'm I'm twice as old as Spencer and sure. and and I remember, uh, you know back back in those days, and and I was really way uh, uh, I was more like you are now than I am now. In other words, I, I I've sort of I've sort of mellowed in in you know in the last. Uh, 15 years and you've sort of come into your thing in the last 15 years and, sure. and, and so I remember um, though just, just being uh, uh, excited to meet you, uh, people that were, that were quite a bit younger than me that actually really had the same sort of vibe though and understood uh, the importance of some of the things that I was uh, uh, 
jibber jabbering about. Sure. And uh, yeah, we, we it was a sort of a um, uh, kindred spirit uh, sort of situation that I, that we're, we're lucky to have actually had back then. Um, and in fact, I I I'm sort of sidetracking now, but I feel like that's. Uh, we're, we're losing those types of places that allow people to do, uh, to do those types of things, yeah. you know, where you can actually let it down, be yourself and, and find those other types of people that are like you and communicate without, without feeling threatened or, 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 or otherwise, uh, compromised. So, but anyway, uh, those days were awesome. And you were, you were, a, a, a younger man and I was too. And, and we just kind of connected on, libertarian issues uh, yep. um, uh, uh, we also connected certainly on substance issues as far as uh, so-called you know drugs and and uh, and we, we had really interesting conversations about psychedelics and uh, and and all, all that so yeah um, it's been a been a bit of fun uh, an interesting relationship here so it has, uh, and it's been a it's been a cool journey. It's wild to kind of look back that far because, you know, you always have this kind of number in your head of like, <laughs> oh, you know, I met Mike five years ago, and then you kind of update it eventually, and you're like, oh, it was about eight years, and then it's like ten years. But you know, <laughs> it it's funny because even uh, Lorian and I, so like Lorian came into the picture three years after I moved into Columbia, yeah. and and good for you, by the way. Oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean that literally. I mean, it was good for Spencer that Lorian oh, moved yeah. <laughs> into his life. No yes. doubt. Good for yeah. both of us. <laughs> it, well, I'm, yeah, all right. I'm sure it was, but I'm, I'm speaking particularly on Spencer's part. <laughs> no, there's no doubt about that, for sure. Um, and yeah, I think, uh, so in, this September will mark 10 years since we met. And it's wow. just kind of like... I've thought about it as like seven years for so long, you know, wow. when we moved, mm -hmm. when we moved to Kansas City, uh, we saw this Bowie tribute and it was called five years and we went for our five year anniversary. And it's just like, it feels mm. like last year or two years ago, you know, the, it's funny just to like kick back and, and talk memories and like mark the passage of time because these numbers are like i don't think of the numbers as being this high you know what i mean i still feel like that sweaty dirty kid going to the blue fugue to work the door you know <laughs> like I, that's I, I don't really feel different you know yeah um, no, i feel i look different I though <laughs> <laughs> i got a dad like gut and a mustache <laughs> and like hair past my shoulders and it's wild yeah uh, time is a strange thing and, it's crazy, uh, yeah. you know, uh, and it's, it, it is, it is very much like, uh, the more things change, the more they stay the same almost. Sure. Uh, I, I, I see it. I see it all over the place, but, 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 but also, I mean, I see when I think about you and Lorian and, and, and what you've done with your own, uh, life and the pot and, and I, I mean, aside from, the podcast and stuff. I mean, you've, you've made, you've made a, a cool life for yourself. You've got a, you've, you've got a beautiful family now and you're also staying in touch with the world and doing, doing what we're doing tonight. So I, I kudos, man. Cause I know it's hard to do all that stuff. And, uh, at the same time, it's a, it's yeah. a challenge. Well, I think that the biggest factor, uh, bar none is 
kind of being plugged into the the no agenda community um and, and, and a, 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 a hands or a hats off and a, and a toast to adam curry and that gang that they do a great job absolutely uh the best podcast in the universe i don't think it's like any exaggeration or uh you know it's more than just a meme it really means a lot and it also is backed up by you know having one of the two hosts being the guy that invented podcasting itself so it carries a lot of weight when they say the best podcast in the universe and the community surrounding it is just so it's like normal people it's like what we had back then in the blue fugue days where you can show up and you can talk your shit and they can talk their shit and that might not line up and some of us might be absolutely off the deep end. Some of us might be just normies, like completely normal. And some of us, most of us honestly fall somewhere in between. Uh, it's just like real life. But I'll tell, you, the, I'll tell you what, though, in that mix, though, there's a bunch of super talent. Yes. I mean, I mean, that's what comes out of that is when people are able to to relax and actually let it down enough where they can where they can do their thing and that's why the that's why the fugue was special is because e- e- even though we were we were all kind of our own you know private maniacs yep uh, we we all respected the, all the other <laughs> maniacs exactly. and 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 it really allowed people to kind of really uh, op- open up and do stuff and I, and I and I I swear by that and I think that I think that there's proof of it in the fact that um uh certainly a significant percent of the really uh, uh, successful musicians that are now, uh, and, and I, I will exclude the last year because of the COVID situation, but, sure. um, uh, but there have been a, a super group of musicians that have come out of that scene, and, and, and they're all still really, uh, really doing it, even though it may be a little bit undercover right now. Yep. I can I can guarantee you that in the next, uh, uh, you know, barring another uh, pandemic uh, or, or, or some or something that you know, that might that might that might uh, thwart our efforts to, to be free. Um, uh, isolation and uh, and difficult times and and troubled experiences that that's what drives good art. Yeah, and, that's and true. And let me tell you, there, 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 there are musicians, many of whom we're familiar with, who are making great, great stuff right now and have been for the last year or two, uh, and and we haven't heard any of it because yeah. they've been doing it undercover. And when that and when that stuff gets a chance to uh, to get out here in public, we're all going to be really, really digging it. And I don't just mean music art; I mean art in general. Sure. Uh, uh, we're we're going to see some great expression here in the next uh, next few months. I hope. I think you're right about that. And that's what's so cool, too, about, I mean, we just kind of timed it really well on relaunching the podcast and kind of re-establishing some sort of a digital community because, like you mentioned, the pandemic stuff, it, it it felt like our first attack was way back in 2015, like with the whole election cycle. Everything started getting polarized. Everything, you know, mm. like you, mm-hmm. it really makes me wonder if the Blue Fugue had survived into 2015, what it would have looked like, who would have been allowed finger quotes to show oh, up or to talk, gosh. who would have been yeah. shouted out of the bar, you know, like socially there's just such deep rifts that were caused, uh, you know, either directly or indirectly by 
the Trump movement and the counter response to the Trump movement and then mm-hmm. further exacerbated by this whole pandemic uh, rolling out to where, you know, we're, we're talking about the two most important places in American history when it concerns uh, the people gathering and having mm-hmm. a community, bars mm-hmm. and churches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And those were the two that have been most directly attacked and shut down uh, in the name of public health. And it just makes you wonder, you know, if there's not deeper agendas at play. I mean, uh, to be frank, it doesn't make me wonder. I think it's like plainly obvious, but, uh, I think a lot of people who aren't really, um, primed to be that way or think that way, a lot of them are starting to be like, Hmm, now why, why is Hmm. this healthy? And this isn't healthy. Why, can I, you know, do this well, certain th- activity, but I can't mm. do this certain activity? I think, uh, I think that the answer to that, if if it was a question, and and it it really wasn't, but critical thinking is is really what 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 this a lot of this stuff comes down to. And um, if you if you can if you can get your mind square with the facts that are being quote unquote facts that are being that are being, you know, uh, provided to you. And then you can kind of align those up and then, and then you're right. You'll, you'll, you'll see all kinds of contradictions. Yep. And, and for me, that's the biggest problem, uh, with, uh, information in general right now, when it comes from, I don't, I don't care what the source is. I mean, it's just the fact that there's so much contradictory information coming from, you know, from so many different sources and, 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 you know, people will say, what do you mean? I, I'm, I'm not hearing any contradiction. <laughs> right. Well, that's cause that, that's cause you, you're not listening to anything other than what you fucking listen to. Exactly. It's like, like well, you got to go out and listen to all kinds of different things. And then you'll realize that probably one of the reasons why, why a lot of people are on the fence with regard to all kinds of things, whether it's, uh, you know, who they should vote for or whether, or whether they should get a vaccine or not. Right. Uh, it's because they just don't feel confident enough in the information that they're getting because, because they're, they're you know, they, they just don't have the confidence. Um, yeah. Now, now, now I, I actually, uh, if you really want to be conspiratorial, I mean, <laughs> you, 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 you could, you could imagine that that was purposeful. Sure. That, uh, you know that that you, you just muddy the waters you know ma- make it make it really difficult for people to uh to make decisions make it make it difficult for people to understand what's going on make it really easy to divide people right especially yeah. if you're if you're if you're and most people really do it's really it's really unfortunate that 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 people tend to uh uh go to the same places for information over and over because, and it's, it's usually something that will support your own bias. Sure. We tend to, you know, you know, we, t- we tend to go to places with, with people that think the way that we do. And, um, I, as, as comfortable as that is and everything, you know, it's, it, it's also dangerous because, uh, in, in times like, like we're in now, where where media and and um, uh, and personality, like the, uh, you know, I, I'm I'm think, I'm talking about Hollywood and and sure. and the, and and these you know famous people, um, 
who, who, who have a lot of draw when it comes to social media and this type of thing. I mean, you know, they can, they can say things and, and, and uh, try, to, try to move the market this way or that way. And for me, it's just propaganda. I mean, I'm, I'm like, my God, we're being propagandized, uh, you know, on, from, from every, every conceivable direction. Yeah, and, absolutely. And, from, and, and as much as I feel that, I also feel the fact that a lot of people don't. And that's what, that's what's sort of um, unsettling, sure. I guess, uh, because it doesn't matter who's right in that case, Spencer. In other right. words, uh, uh, right. All, what it means is that it's div it's more divisive. Yeah, the whole right? divide it's and more conquer, divisive, like... and the divide and conquer thing. That's what's being that's what's being effectively implemented here. Right, and and that's what really is is I I have to I have to give give you know, give props because they're good at it, you know? It's been incredibly uh, effective. I mean, that right? has been the oh, most mind-boggling thing to me is I would expect a lot more pushback than we've seen on just about every single aspect of um, what's been forced upon us. Oh, you my just, gosh. The, the squash descent, and, you know, I mean, I even find myself, uh, you know, shopping with a bandana at a grocery store, you know? And I do that here in my neighborhood because it's a little bit more heavily policed because we live in the urban core, you know. Mm -hmm. And so, mm -hmm. you know, and and, and you for don't, those, you don't for those wanna, unaware, you're you're in the Kansas City area, correct? That's right. Yep. Right. And right. so, the it's like after a year, two years, you don't want every single time you want to go to get a fucking gallon of milk to be you're going to war, but. <laughs> On the other hand, like it's 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 not like it's not that you know, and so it's just like when I'm wandering around in the grocery store with a bandana on, I'm always wondering like how many other people are in here resentfully wearing these masks or, mm, or resentfully mm -hmm. following the policies. Right. And I mean, anytime I see another guy, and I try to be that guy in places where I know I can. Uh, I never wear it um, when I'm in the suburbs and I'll just kind of, you know, unless I'm like explicitly asked and pulled to the side too. And right, right. I, I kind of well, use that policy here too, but the deal is like I will always be 100% of the time I will be told to put it on here in the, in the urban core. And that's not usually the case anywhere else. Yeah, and um, I think that Again, it goes back to the, the 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 polarity and the divisiveness of the whole thing. And and honestly, I don't I don't think these people care whether you wear your mask or not. Uh, what? And and I don't mean the local health uh, 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 administrator. Right. You're okay? talking about the people who like self deputize themselves as part of the mask brigade. Right. Right. I, I, right. And I. But but see. Fauci and all these guys, the guys at the top level, CDC, WHO, they're the ones that are putting out these guidelines. They're the ones that are putting out their new advice. They call it right, whatever. Right. Um, and 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 they've been as contradictory as any as anything. Right. And and so so th that's the problem is that um, some people uh, are comfortable wearing their masks and think that they're helpful. 
some people are like, this is ridiculous and, 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 and they're not helpful and I'm not going to wear it because I don't, I don't think that it's useful. Other people think that, um, maybe it'll work. So I might as well wear it just in case. Um, but there've been, but there've been all kinds of stories. I, I mean, like peer reviewed papers, right? True. For, I, I, for, for, for every angle, for every angle. Right. In other words, you can you can go out there and go to peer reviewed papers uh, uh, that you can find from all of the famous colleges, all the people that everybody respects. Mm -hmm. And you'll find papers that were written from the 70s through the 90s through the 2000s about the ineffectiveness of masks with regard to transmission of viruses like flu and 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 other things. Right. I mean, there's there's they're all out there. Yeah. And then and then and then now, though, of course, you can also find a lots uh, a lot of articles now peer reviewed in the same journals that say masks are absolutely necessary in order to stop the, the you know the the spread of covid and and other types of things but but the bottom line is if you for the critical thinkers they realize well this is this is bullshit right, right. it's like like you 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 can't have you can't have all these things at the same time and and uh, the I, I don't know what to say about it other than that is that is that uh, I guess that's the problem uh, and the solution for 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 the people that want division is that they they want they want they want the smart people <laughs> to sure. realize that they're being bullshitted right right and they want they want the um, the useless eaters as as they've been defined by their own ilk. Right. Not me. Right. Right. They want them, you know, to, to rail on, on the opposite side as right. to, to just follow, follow the follow the, the orders and follow, follow the CDC and follow the, the, you know, the people that say that they know what's going on. Right. But 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 most people don't have near the time uh, or the gumption to really go look into the history of eugenics and population control and, yep. and, and vaccine development and, and not, you know, and I'm, I'm not anti-vax by the way. And I've, I've, I've been, I've been called to, uh, uh, you know, to, uh, to answer for this in the last few weeks here because, um, uh, I, I've just, I've just been asked a number of times, you know, by people who who are sort of pushing me on the virus thing, sure. or, or I mean, I'm sorry, the vaccine thing. And it's like, I I was vaccinated as a child against uh, against my will because I didn't have the right um, as a child to argue against what my parents chose to do. Yep. Okay. So as a child, first of all, um, you don't have any 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 say in it right so you don't for, even have for, the ability to right. give informed consent right so so for parents out there you're the ones that are responsible for the informed consent of your children right right because you uh, and 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 if you're vaccinating them with what or, or allowing them to be vaccinated and there are and there are some 12 13 14 maybe now uh vaccinations that are that are uh, they used to just be um they used to just be I mean, uh, it was, uh, it was, they weren't required. What's the word I'm looking for? They, they used to just be like, like, like recommended, recommended reg- right, 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 right. That's so now the number. The, that's the number that it was though. When like I was a kid getting vaccinated was, you know, in the right, low well, teens. Now it's right. So maybe, maybe there's more now, right now it's like 30 or 40, man. It's, right. it's incredible. I, are, are you serious? Is it that high? I hope not. It's, oh my God. It's, it's gotten really crazy. High. 
Yeah. I mean, but anyway. And that's another thing is like every time somebody with a little bit of skepticism has this conversation, we always feel the need to be like, now I'm not anti-vax or like to qualify it somehow. Right. Right. But, but, but but in a weird, in a way that begs the question, it begs the question of why are we stacking X, exponentially stacking all of these vaccine uh, schedules on our children. Why mm. do we need to exponentially increase it with every generation? I mean, it's it's crazy. And I've got little kids and I'm trying to yeah. make the right decisions for them. Cause right. yeah, I got, I got vaccinated when I was a kid too with, with the 14 or whatever it was. And now they want me to get, you know, three times that amount. Mm. And I'm like, what are all these? What do they do? How long have they been in play? And and well, and, and, and when and it comes again, to the COVID one, mm. the the answer is, the answer is, if you want to be this smiling, happy asshole who runs into a clinic and gets your COVID shot, and then be all proud of yourself, you're proud of yourself for having been tricked into being a phase three vaccine trial participant without any compensation or without any awareness that that's what you are. These are still in trial. None of these vaccines have received FDA approval. They're all emergency use only. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, and and I I agree with you. Although I I, I back off a little just uh, just because the the I I do think that they're that generally speaking, at least. Uh, <laughs> This is a rough one because it's, I know it's, it's uh, tough right? and because, because 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 a, a lot of a lot of people that I know and love have been vaccinated and sure. I don't blame and I don't blame them for doing it because uh, uh, e- either they felt it was the right thing to do based on what they know or or they felt that they needed to do it in order to keep their 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 work or their or or, or whatever their peace of mind sure. I don't I I don't know um, and again you know pe- people. It, you know, you make decisions based on the information that you have, and that's you know that, that, that that's what you do. And 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 nobody really knows one way or the other. Maybe, maybe these vaccines are sure uh, 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 effective, and 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 uh, and and maybe you and me should have gotten it. All right, okay. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, right? I suppose. Uh, I mean, I'm 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 giving the benefit of the doubt because sure. I, I I don't I really don't know. But but I'm with you in the sense that. I know a little bit about normal vaccine development right. and, and that and that and that normally you would have many, many years of of very uh, much more sophisticated trials and and uh, uh, and and testing than than we've had uh, for these. And um, well, I also know that mRNA is something that, that, that's a relatively new thing on the scene. I also know that that it's a virus that, for me at least, and this is again a personal decision. Exactly. Um, it's not. Uh, it's not that dangerous, frankly. I right. mean, I, I'm like. I mean, I know a lot of people have been have been harmed, and and uh, you know, I don't want to talk about PCR tests and all that stuff. Right? Sure, let's just, let's sure. just say it's all legit, right? Right. Uh, Right. Okay. So, yeah, people have died, and uh, but the truth is, I'm, I, I'm, I'm relatively healthy. Uh, I have I have a good, strong immune system. Um, I'm, uh, I'm comfortable with, with the way that, you know, I I, I manage my own my own personal health care, and I'm willing to take the risk of not having the vaccine. Um, uh, how dare and, you, Joe you know, Rogan? What? Right? And, <laughs> 
Yeah, and maybe five years from now, if there's a bunch of evidence that shows that nothing, you know, I mean, I want to see long term before yeah. I do anything like that. Well, right? I guess that's my biggest problem. It's not with the vax or who pushes it or any specific thing. My biggest problem is that when people are running out on the social media and saying now they feel invincible and they're waving their vaccine card and, you know, they're like in this celebratory mood, that's nothing that's happened ever in, in history. And that's where you can see they got tricked. Uh, that's where you can see, you know, they don't, they're not fully aware that at the experimental nature of this, if somebody took a thoughtful approach and then decided to get the vaccine, likely the, re the, the reaction in the mindset would be, well, yes, I know that this vaccine is very new and unproven, but it outweighs the risk in my mind of not getting it. And so right. it would be right. sort of a somber and serious decision. It wouldn't right. be these big grinning with your tongue out. You uh, want to know what it? You oh, know what it the most popular f fucking post I see is, "Oh look, we got the five G microchip update." You know, and they're mm. just like making fun of uh, the narrative that they've heard about the people resistant to vaccines. Right. Well, you, and you know what? You know what I find most interesting about it, and this is why. Um, uh, I mean, I'm why I'm cynical uh, when it comes to like you know, our, our long-term situation here, unless we have some sort of a, some sort of a, 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 a renaissance of, 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 of thinking or whatever. But um, most people that I know who have, who have gotten the vaccination, uh, and again, I, I mean, I'm, if, 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 it, if, it's, if it's really important and it'll make you feel better, you know, safe and everything. Okay. Right. But, but most people that I know it's just because they want to, they want to be able to go take a cruise sure. and, and they're not going to let them on the cruise ship or they're not going <laughs> to let them do that. And, and, and this is the insidious nature of the whole thing, well, right? Is, is, is that, is that, and, and they're, uh, and I appreciate what's happening in certain places where they're trying, you know, to not make this the case, but, right. but, but they're really trying to set it up where if you don't have, you know, your, your little green pass, then you're not allowed in. And I, and, and it's really ironic because the whole, uh, the, the, the most powerful political narrative that's happening right now is all about, you know, the exclusionary nature of, uh, of, of elite people. I'm not going to say, uh, white people. I'm going to say just people who have more than other people, right? Sure. It's the, all, the it's all about the privilege versus the unprivileged. Well, very, very quickly, you can see the the unvaccinated become the the non-privileged. Sure. And and I, I I can actually I mean it's it's crazy you can just see it happening already. Uh, um, at KOPN where where I do my uh, my radio shows, um, and I may not be doing them for much longer because because um, because they're they're implementing some some pretty. Uh, uh, serious policies there. I think. Uh, I, I guess I shouldn't say they're they're doing it, but mm. um, come come the next board meeting or two. Sure. Um, and and uh, and there, you know, there there are things that I probably won't 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 be able to participate in anymore. You know. So, yeah. um, uh, and so, the exclusionary uh, factor of it is now becoming they're trying to turn it around so it becomes like a like a public service sort of thing right right yep right 
right? Where forget about your forget about your individual liberties. And this is nothing short of, I mean, it's at. I, mean, I don't have to tell you, right? <laughs> right. Uh, I yeah. mean, but really that, but, but that, but that, that's, that's what's happening uh, is, is that it, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a quick training course on how to not consider your own personal rights, liberties and, uh, uh, and feelings and everything has to be sub- subjected to the will of, of the con and it's a, it's a um, collectivist sort of philosophy that is being driven down everybody's throat right now, whether yep. you like it or not, whether you know it or not, whether you understand it or not. This is what's happening. And I understand the, the, uh, uh, the psychology behind it because th- th- there are always people in the world that look at the world and they say, oh, my God, the world is such a mess. What can we do to make it better? Yep. And, and, and we're the ones that are running it because we have the power and the money and the corporations and the, st- and the stroke and all that. And, and, and they say, well, you know, we're all so different. We have to somehow make it where we're all the same. Sure, yeah. Right? But this is folly. Yeah. I, I, I mean, uh, Just at, not the same how... <laughs> time, at the same time, they tell you that you have to revel in, in, your, in, in your diversity. Uh, and, and, and again, again, it's just nothing but contradiction. It's like, yeah, we're every... all the same. Uh, we're all the same, but... Um, but but we're not then, right? In other it, words, it we're, we're all supposed of, yeah. to be the same, but then we're all not the same because Creepy some people are better and, than others. And all con- and oh my God. Everyone is equal, but some are more equal than others. I mean, it harkens to a lot of the things that we were taught growing up. You know, we've been warned. We went through a public school system that warned us literally about what's unfolding right now, uh, which is wild. And I do kind of want to pull things a little bit back, you know. I, f- I open with the caveat that we want to get away from weed, but I don't want to, you know. I want my weed. <laughs> we, we want to make sure don't leave it away. I th- yeah. personally kind of credit finding and trying cannabis for the first time as like one of the biggest factors in getting me to start thinking and questioning. And considering maybe I've been lied to about a lot of things in my life. Maybe people who meant the best for me also lied to me Hmm. about different things. And I think the pot was like the first big one. Uh, And so I always am interested in hearing other people's perspectives, especially uh, either from different cultures or different generations of the first time Mm. that you... first heard about pot and then also the first time you actually encountered it because typically what i find is a lot of people hear about it quite young and are Mm. warned against it and propagandize pretty heavily about it and then they'll actually see it uh sometime later in life and and those two kind of don't match up Mm. all right uh so for me i think the first time i actually uh, uh experienced anybody doing it was I think I was about 15 years old. It was a high school football game, Rockford, Illinois. Uh, a couple of my friends were hanging around with some other friends that weren't quite in our gang, but were kind of, you know, peripheral. And uh, somebody said, you know, these guys got some pot or whatever. And uh, I don't even think that I tried it then. I think that I remember though my friend, a couple of my friends did, and I don't remember it being any 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 super. Uh, um, 
remarkable thing for them. Uh, for me, I the first time I actually remember smoking pot was in college. And uh, uh, I was maybe 19 or 20 or so. And, and even then, I didn't really... Um, I don't know. I did. I didn't. I didn't really uh, get any any kind of super uh, uh, important experience where where it made me think that yeah, this is uh, something I've been missing out on or or whatever, you know. Um, but again, you never know what you were smoking back then. I was naive, and sure. I, I hell hell. I, I mean, honestly, I don't know. I don't know what it was. Um, uh, for me, the watershed cannabis moment for me was quite a bit older. I was about 25 years old. I was living in Denver. I was already relatively professional as far as my career went. And I had a, you know, I had a regular job and I got up in the morning and all that stuff. And I was living with a good friend of mine though, from, um, uh, uh, that I went to high school with. And he, he happened to move to Colorado at the same time. And he decided that he wanted to grow some, to try, try to grow some cannabis. Gotcha. And, and, and I, yeah, I was, I was like, yeah, sure. You know, we were living in the same house, whatever. I couldn't care less. And uh, um, anyway, he was, he was, he was pretty successful, uh, considering now what I know about it. You know, <laughs> yeah. and 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 how it, it, it it's an art like anything else. A, a good a good cannabis grower is is uh, is an artist like like any other uh, out there. But sure. anyway, anyway, um, he he shared some of what he had grown with me, and and. I guess I guess some sometimes it's also circumstantial, you know. You can be in, in the right place at the right time, and 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 uh, and then have that experience. But anyway, it was the first time uh, that I actually really enjoyed having a smoke, um, and we had some wonderful music that we were we were kind of playing, and uh, uh, and I thought, yeah, this is this is something that I I, I enjoy, uh, and and I I've been a cannabis enthusiast pretty much ever since then um, to, to, to a smaller or larger degree. Um, sure. It kind of comes in waves. Don't, don't you it, think? It, yeah. Just but, based on life circumstances and career changes and, yeah. and, and, you know, uh, who's the friend that you hang out the most with at certain times in your life. Yeah. But I've never, um, I've never regretted it. I actually, I actually, um, I feel, uh, and again, this is a personal position. I, I, I can't really, you know, I can't really uh, support it with any kind of uh, evidence other, other than what I'm going to say but, uh, and, and, and the way that people, you know, uh, see me when, when I walk into the room or whatever. But, but I'm, 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 50, I'm 56 years old, going on 57, and, and I'm, I'm in good shape and I feel good and I'm, I have a reasonably good outlook on the world, even though it's very difficult to do that. Um, and uh, I have a reasonably successful um, professional life and two, uh, two sons who are doing, doing well in the world. That's a very difficult world to do well in. And sure. I, I'm, I'm proud, proud of them, you know, for, for working hard and trying to be decent young men in the middle of a shit storm. Um, <laughs> no doubt. And, uh, and I'm I'm recently divorced uh, with um, a woman who I still love, uh, and and I'm still very close to, and always will be. Yeah. Um, uh, but uh, you know, just uh, 
not in a romantic sense uh, any longer. And, and I've, I've reconnected with my, the love of my life who I, who I uh, met when I was 19 years old. And I'm so thrilled that, that, that finally I'll have a chance to, uh, to have a, uh, 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 a little bit of life with her in the yeah. midst of the rest of my life. And so I feel really fortunate, um, to, to have what I have. And cannabis has been a part of that, believe it or not, because I used to be a wreck and, and I used to, I still enjoy alcohol. Um, but I used to be a much more heavy drinker than I am now. I come from a long line of Irish alcoholics. Gotcha. <laughs> and, um, uh, uh, cannabis has allowed me to uh, moderate my drinking uh, for 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 a long time. Sure. Um, and um, I don't know. I mean, I I, I really don't. F I, I it's just something that I that, you know that that I like and and that and that has actually been a benefit to my life as opposed to uh, to a negative impact. And and I think that that's really all I want to say is that you know pe people. Uh, everybody has their own life and their own body chemistry and their yeah. own whatever. And so some things are for you and some things are for me. Well, that's, and, that's exactly right. And I come know. from it from a couple of angles, but the main one just being that freedom angle of, you know, if you decide that you need a Lipitor every day and if you decide that you need a Xanax, uh, you know, every other day or a certain dose and I decide that I'm going to smoke a joint, <laughs> like we should all take care of ourselves and then come together and worry about whatever affects all of us together. And like our personal, you your know, first job is take care chemical, of your damn self. Yeah, exactly. Right? Our personal I mean, chemical take balance. Take care of yourself and those around you and, and don't preach to other people until you got your own shit together. Yeah, absolutely. Right. It, right. If your life is a mess, then don't tell other people what they should be doing with theirs. Well, that's right. Big, that's my, right. Yeah. And, and I know, I know a lot of psychiatrists whose lives are messes. Sure. Right. Right. So, so they should be, they should be like become farmers or something for a while because they shouldn't be telling other people what to do because they, because look at, look, you know, look at who's the source of the information. Sure. And, and you know, and well, everybody's looking for somebody else to fix their own life. Right. Fix your own goddamn life. I typically, right? anytime I have advice to give or think about, like I always try to put the caveat in there that, you know, this is what I would tell myself if I was younger. You know, huh. it, it might not have, it might literally not have anything to do with you or be useful to you at all. Cause all I can, all I can talk about and know and react upon is my own experience. Cause I haven't, you know, I haven't lived anyone else's life and no one has lived mine. So it's hard to be told what That's to right. do on the other end of that same coin. You know, it's hard to, hear advice yeah. and go, well, mm -hmm. you don't, you don't know my experience, you know? No. And that's um, true. That's true. But that's at true. the same time, we go back to community where we've got to help each other. And so I do, I always like talking that's through stuff that, and, and that's the value of friends taking everything with you know? grains of salt. And you know, if somebody says something to you, that's fucked up and they're your buddy, you, you're going to know, you're going to know, Oh, that's my buddy. And he says this and I know what he means by it. And I know that he doesn't, you know, hate my guts over it. It's not personal. We hang out and, you know, that's sort of, uh, that's what harking back to what I was talking about with the no agenda community. And we've been mm. organizing meetups here locally. Uh, when you go to one of those meetups, it's like, we're all just kind of like one foot in normal and one foot in extra weird, you know? And we, <laughs> we don't really like, 
we're not we're not weird enough to get kicked out of anywhere, but we're not normal enough to fit in with everywhere. Mm. And when we make these meetups, it's just like we're all different, but we're all our people. Like you can tell, oh, this is our people, man. Like everyone is just open and it's humor first and people still know how to laugh and people still know how to take humor and take jokes and uh it's just so refreshing because it kind of reminds me of like growing up you know i think kids inherently have that and i think about that all the time too like what it would be like to be a kid going through school like going through like the most regimented institution that you can be in, which is a public school system, like yeah. outside of maybe like prison or the army, you know, <laughs> right. and right. Uh, right. just thinking like, you know, there's a bunch of rebel kids out there too. And what are they, what are they planning behind their masks right now? Mm-hmm. Like I just, I think about it sometimes, you know, like what would I have done? If I was going through this and I was 10, if I was going through this and I was 15, if I was going through this and I was, you know, the, I can't imagine our few group really being down with the mask thing, you know? Well, you know, the few, the the few back then, uh, back then, remember they had the the smoking ban was the first thing that happened. And in uh, the name of public uh, health. Yeah. And, and again, I, I, my, my position on that is the same as it is w- with everything else. And I, and, I, and I felt this way during the COVID. Uh, I still feel this way with regard to private businesses is that, that, that you know, it's your business. And, and if you want to let people in, uh, you let them in. If you, if, if, you, if you want them to wear a mask, that's your, that's your business. You can tell them they have to wear a mask. Sure. You can also say that they don't have to wear a mask if they, you know, if they, if, if if you choose. But but back then, yeah, uh, <laughs> the few that was hilarious because I mean I think it was probably two years or so or, or or I mean it was a good while after the smoking ban before before people finally stopped smoking in the blue fugue. And I'm not a smoker. I I, I don't I don't smoke uh, 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 tobacco yeah. at least. Uh, but um, and I, and I, ha- I have sort of mixed feelings about, uh, about the whole thing with regard to not walking into a bar and smelling cigarette smoke. Sure. Cause I, I sort of liked, I used to like to walk into a smoky bar at times, but, yeah. um, and, and I know that's, a to- that's total, total heretical statement these days, you know, right. but, but anyway, I, 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 I grew up in, in Chicago and, and we would go into these little jazz and blues clubs that were, you know, down you know, in the basements of, of these, uh, uh, these big buildings in downtown Chicago and, and they'd have, you know, seven foot ceilings and the tall guys had to duck when they went into the bathroom and, and they were just filled with smoke and, 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 you know, and I know it was, it was probably bad for us. Okay. But we chose to go there because you never know if buddy guy was going to show up. Sure. (laughs) I I mean, so, um, I'm, I'm still about go, go somewhere if you want to go there and accept the risk of what, of what is going to be where you're going to go. Sure. So if you don't want to do that, then, then, then don't go. And, and so I, I'm really not into, um, you know, uh, uh, health departments making, uh, mandates for businesses and any of that stuff. I right. think, I think all of it was 
way outside of the realm of constitutionality. Yeah. And 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 I and I'm I'm beside myself uh, at, at at how how easily most people accepted uh, the 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 loss of many of their of their of their rights uh, that, uh, and they I guess maybe because they don't realize how fortunate they are to have them to begin with but um, I don't know we'll have to see where this whole thing goes but I uh, I don't know uh, what do you what, what where are we even now Spencer I mean I'm you know how I get I'm just yeah. scrambling <laughs> <laughs> oh I know I that's why I love to have you on because I knew it would be no work you know <laughs> We would just get uh, going at it. Uh, Lorian would sit here and nod, and yeah. I want to add. I'm gonna. I'm gonna interview interview you for a minute. Okay. Uh, how old are your daughters now? They are three and two. Three and two. Yeah, oldest one turns four in August. Do you talk about them on the air at all, or yeah. should I shut up? No, it's cool. Yeah, we talk about them all the time. Yeah, <laughs> we actually had them both at home, in our house. Home births. Yeah. Amazing. Which and Lorian was kind of clear, like right when within I met you. <laughs> within the first week of us knowing each other, that like she was we gonna talked, that she wanted kids and that she would have them at home, you know. Yeah, yeah, I, I remember the, I remember those conversations, Lorian. I remember. She was like, it was weird because like wow, th- three weeks after meeting Lorian, I went onto my YouTube and then I like would watch him <laughs> watch a video and then every suggested video was like. No. Video of birth or mother gives birth outdoors natural mother giving home birth all of these women like pushing out babies and I was like what is the algo pushing me and then Lauren's like no oh, pun yeah, intended I, right? I watch uh, birthing videos like every yeah. once in a while you know I'd say Which is I mean so this cool. is a- like Lorian is a Lorian is incredible when it comes to like motherhood and like. <laughs> Uh, it, it's just like a, it's literally an interest of hers, and I've no, I don't know if I've met any but very many other people who are like, yeah, I love motherhood, and I'm interested in being a mom, <laughs> yeah. you know, like doing right. mom things. It's no, there's it's a few awesome. of them out there. Trust me, definitely are. It just seems like what? missing in our society, though. You know. Well, I we, mean, we tell women like you gotta have that career, you gotta have that hmm. money, you gotta have that salary, you gotta like compete with men on a yeah, be a strong ev- on, on every <laughs> on everything like on every well, and I, metric and, I, and I, I i got no problem you know with strong independent career no yeah not women at all. And all but but what you need are what you need are parents that are interested in in the welfare of their children yeah i mean you just got to give parents who care more about the children than they care about their job sure i mean even though the job's important yeah but you gotta fucking care about your children first and foremost and it and and I mean, it's 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 simple, but not easy. See, for it's, us, it was right? like it's one of those things. There was a compassion angle, but there also was just a emotionless dollars and cents angle where we sat down mm-hmm. uh, when you were mm. still pregnant with Ray. Yep, we, working at a law firm. What are your daughter's <laughs> names? Ray. Uh, uh, Rayla. That's Rayla. Rayla and Asina. Asina. How do you spell Asina? A S E N A. Cool. And R E I L A is Rayla. Um, that's another thing. I always, Mike, when he meets somebody for the first time, he will always ask them to spell their name. And I think it's like a memory, uh, enhancer for it, you, isn't it? Is it like a way to is. remember? Um, it is. I noticed it that is. about you like very early on. 
just talking to new people or when I would bring friends to you and then be like, oh yeah, this is, this is Samantha. Or like, if you don't explicitly ask them to spell it, you'll be like, oh, with uh, one M or, you know. (laughs) It could be like the simplest name. I always thought it was Mark. Yeah, exactly. And I'll be like, is that like M-A-U-R-K or how do you do it? Is that a C or a K? it's like Mark. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Right. Um, um, no, for me, yeah, it's a way, way to kind of, kind of, kind of put a person's name in my mind, and uh, yeah, I always, I always and, thought and, and that I, was I, slick, and I appreciate you remembering that. Obviously, yeah. it, now, 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 it's now you use it to remember what I do. Exactly, I know it's like, uh, it's like its own little virus, isn't it? <laughs> Spreading. Um, oh my god! Yeah, but uh, I was gonna say about when our kids names like everybody asks that because it's kind of like names you haven't really heard a lot yeah but then i don't know if i told you but we're expecting our third at the end of the at the end of may what yeah a a boy wow really yeah you're gonna have a son oh wow i'll be darned and his name will just be john (laughs) so it's not like it's it's weird it's like i've and how will that be spelled (laughs) <laughs> J-O-H-N, John. Okay. <laughs> I'm, when is, and when is John due? May 26th, I think. Yeah. Damn, Lorraine, you're right around the corner. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> She's round and ready. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, wow. That's great news. And, and I, I, hope, I hope you're feeling well and everything goes good. Thank you. Yeah. It's How are you? you feeling, are you feeling feeling pretty, ha- pretty healthy and feeling okay? Yeah, totally. This has been the easiest pregnancy out of the three. Like, literally must, no I, symptoms except for being a little more tired than usual. Uh-huh. <laughs> but that's nothing. That's just watching the news. Oh, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> that's probably a big, <laughs> big part of it. <laughs> All right, what do your daughters think about a about, uh, new baby coming in the house? They're excited. They're super really? excited, yeah. And 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 they're old enough to understand what's happening. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, I mean, <laughs> Rayla, she, I'm not sure if she grasped that she was having a little sister, but then once Asina was born, and especially her being born at home, so Rayla was there. Right. She was just. Oh like, my gosh. Oh. She just was she actually there, pre- present when her sister was born. She wasn't in the room. Yeah, but I she went was downstairs. Bathroom, so. Close, <laughs> close enough. Though, she met right? her within the first, you know minute yeah yeah oh wow amazing yeah she's always been like doting and motherly and she loves babies um and so she kind of like asina loves playing with like baby dolls and so rayla's like telling her like yeah we're gonna have a baby brother he's gonna cry a lot (laughs) (laughs) she keeps saying that um, yeah, yeah, those boys, those boys cry more than the girls. We're, we're the bigger babies, those boys are. <laughs> I believe it. So, yeah. it'd be interesting yeah. to find out all the, uh, oh, all the differences, you know or at least the ones that I notice or make themselves apparent to me. You know. Yeah, and and I have I have two sons, and they're my oldest is seventeen, going on eighteen now. God, I can't wow. even believe it. But um, be a man himself and, soon, huh? Yeah, and, and and just and just really do, doing well, and I'm 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 so so That's proud awesome. of him, and 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 my youngest son Lucas is 14, going on 15, and uh, and I I always think about what it would have been like to have a, a daughter though, because yeah. I, uh, I I was the only son um, in my in my family, and I had two sisters, 
So I know what sisters are like. Sure. And 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 I had sort of a love hate relationship with that whole thing, but <laughs> but as much but, as life, I suppose. Yeah. 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 But but I, um, but I've always sort of uh, wished I had a daughter, and and yeah. uh, just because I don't know, you know, I, um, Spencer, you probably have a have a particular feeling about your daughters and and the, and your relationship as a as a father sure and 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 same thing for Lori and uh the relationship between a uh, a mother and and a daughter but to me there seems to be some sort of uh um sort of like a cross thing where where the relationship between a father and a daughter is a little bit different than a father and a son yeah and the difference between a mother and a son is different than a mother and a daughter, and um, uh, there's something about moms and their sons. You know what I mean? It's sure. like they, mm-hmm. they, they they can't get over that, and and the same thing with son uh, with 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 men and and their daughters. It seems like to me, and uh, and on the one hand, I was always like really glad that I had boys because I was like I was so, f- you know, afraid of having a daughter because because I know what men are like and I'm like oh my god I, you know my daughter becomes 16 15 whatever now how however old and 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 all these all these young men are going to be trying to get in her pants and all this stuff yeah um but now it's sort of like the reverse is like all the girls are trying to go after the guys is what it turns out now uh, in, yeah. in the common age now so but there's a lot of things just topsy turvy um I got another question on my list here that I'm interested in Hearing oh, from, uh, you ever you ever been busted or at least had any close calls, whether they be like uh, legal in school, oh, parents, God. anything like that? Yeah, I've 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 had. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've I've been in jail. You know, I mean, not for any real long periods of time, but <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I've spent you know three four nights in the county jail up there in Cook County, Illinois, and yeah. uh, um, I've been arrested for. Uh, for things like uh, shoplifting, okay, um, I've been arrested for uh, uh, public urination. I've um, <laughs> been arrested for for inciting a riot or something like that when I was down in Carbondale. Done that. You incited uh, a it riot? Wasn't, huh? It wasn't that. It was it, no. It was more like you know, just like uh, just like uh, you know, indecent behavior or well, something. Loud but, tomfoolery. Yeah, just being just being troublesome, upsetting you know? the trash cans. What was a cool hand, Luke? He was sawing off the heads of the parking meters. <laughs> cool hand, Luke. And that son of a That's bitch. It's funny, you know. My my youngest son's name is Lucas, and I made him watch Cool Hand Luke. Oh and he, yeah. And he's like, Dad, that movie's like really boring. I'm like, no, <laughs> we had to watch it at school, <laughs> but I, it was like one of the better ones in film class. Yeah, that one I remembered so... in uh, a Space Odyssey. We watched that one in film oh, class. I remembered that wow. one. Wow. Kudos, kudos to that teacher. Yeah. Yeah. Who who would show you that these days, right? I know. There's nothing's allowed. We just rewatched right. Idiocracy, and even that oh. seems pretty dangerous now. You know. Hey, no, that that's become a documentary. I. Yeah. It's wild, actually. <laughs> it's it's wild I mean, and crazy. Kids rewatching that thing, man. Yeah. But we right. we want to be like sort of the but Idiocracy hey, you know, counter because we just keep churning these kids out you know like idiocracy it opens with like oh all the people who are relatively cool and have their shit together or are smart they took it strictly as an iq thing but regardless you know they're like they're not having kids till they're old and they can't while as uh the idiots are all like outbreeding everyone 
So we were like, <laughs> hey, we could solve that. Let's just keep going. <laughs> hey, I will, I will add that the, that, the, that the biggest illegal things that I've ever been involved, I've never been caught for. <laughs> oh, well, well, there I, you go. It, right. I Props mean, to you. Um, not oh. that I'm still involved in anything like that. But, yeah, I mean, it's amazing that I, that I actually didn't end up in more trouble when I was a younger yeah. person because there were there were times when I was involved in stuff that was really, you know, pro- probably, you know, I, I certainly wouldn't advise anyone now. Sure. So, um, uh, yeah. But that's live and learn. And, and, and you know, um, we all we all everybody gets into situations at times along the along the way where they're like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? Sure. You know. And uh, it doesn't matter where you come from, how much money you got, wh- wh- what your religion is, whatever. Uh, if you if you've gotten to be a certain age, you're going to have an experience or two like that, and and then you'll either get through it or you <laughs> you won't, you know. But yep, no doubt, no doubt. Um, what is your favorite or most memorable strain of cannabis? Of weed, yeah. All of oh. see all of the all of my list mm. questions are weed related. No, I wasn't I like trying it. I like, to. I, like I wasn't it. trying to get your whole rap sheet or pry or anything. No, no. Probably could have um, made some searches I'm... and found that on my own. <laughs> <laughs> With a little effort. Yeah, you um, know. I've done my best to get most of that stuff off the web. You know. Oh, that's good. Um, uh, but I guess um, if I was just going to say what my favorite strain was, and again. With with the assumption that it's been grown correctly and everything else, sure. right? Because now that's the biggest problem that I see now in the com- it, well, not the biggest, but in the in the weed community, everybody you know has this strain or that strain. Sure. But it's like it's just a name. It's well, like it's I want to see. You know, they ordered the genetics right. and then did the did it right. get bred or right. was it you so, know, faithfully cloned or what? You know, you never right. really so, know. So Jack Harrow for me, that's hell yeah. That's, <laughs> Hell I'll, yeah. I'll go. I'll go. Jack. I like Durban Poison That's a lot. That's why I say wood. You know, um, I, I like Hash Plant. You know. Okay. Um, uh, I like Northern Lights, the original stuff. I like. Uh, I like Skunk, the original stuff. I'm. I'm not much for the new stuff. Um, I guess I like Girl Scout cookies a little bit. Sure. If I was going to say the newer strains. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I'm sort of a. I'm. I'm more old school and and. Uh, I like uh, I like those, <laughs> those those heavy skunky ones. What about man. this wedding gelato? It's the talk of yeah, you know, the talk whatever. of twenty twenty. Now I, I I do sort of enjoy some of the uh, uh, the the vape cartridges that oh, that, sure. that, that are they're out there, and, and of course that that's a minefield because you got to find the right ones. Yeah, but, absolutely. But, uh, but there are some. I've I think had, there's there's some decent ones of those out there. I've that had are some sort of poor fun. experiences with a lot of the flavored ones. Yeah, but that's yeah. a problem too in certain areas where you're in uh, whatever color market you're in uh sometimes you don't really have a choice of like it's like do you want a cart or do you not want a cart right <laughs> and right. that's the only choices well, you know right and 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 this is where 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 it really goes back to um to uh legitimate cannabis uh enthusiasts in other words when i get a good bud in my hand i know what it is yeah okay no i don't Right. I don't have to question it. I, I can I can, I know what it is. Yeah. And OK, somebody might say, well, you don't know exactly how it was grown or what was used. And, but I can tell you if if it's what I think, if yeah. it's what I'm looking at, I can tell you it was done right. And you know? it's just the same as having like 
a steak on a plate or a bag right. of nice coffee. Like I know, you just know. I can pick up the bag and put my face you know. in it, and I go, "Ah, uh, yeah, let's get this ground up." That's or, right. Or I could put my face in the bag and go, oh, "Where the fuck did you get this, man?" Like right. <laughs> you know. So, so, so now with the oils and the vape cartridges and all that, you know, it's harder to tell that because, again, it's it's more like. Yeah. Any 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 time you get any any time you remove yourself from the actual um, uh, the natural thing, the plant itself, right? And I and I'm I, I've said this for so many years that I'm that I'm I'm a I'm a plant enthusiast for the most part, yeah. And 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 I, I include fungus in, in in when I say plant, but sure. Like if I get mushrooms or if I get if I get cannabis, I know. You know, it's, 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 it's just the, it's the flower of a plant or the leaf and the flower of a plant, or it's the fruit of a, uh, of the, of the mycelium. And, sure. and if, and, and once you learn like anything else, uh, in the world, if you learn about it, you can tell what it is that you have. Yep. Now the difference is when, when you have something that's in a, in a, in a distilled capsule and and it and it's in an oil form. Yep. I mean, I mean, you don't really know what's in there. I mean, I guess you can believe what the people say. Yeah. What's on the label? Same thing goes for cocaine. Yep. And 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 any anything that's that's refined, really very far from the plant itself, you have to sort of, uh, I, for me at least, I mean, you gotta you gotta wonder what what's really in there. I and, mean, I and, personally think that. Uh, if if smoked opium was allowed or decriminalized or not prosecuted as heavily, we could mm. we could end the opiate crisis. I think well, we could do it in a very because, short time frame because because the smoked substance is mm, such a higher mm-hmm. therapeutic window where it's mm-hmm, far mm-hmm, less mm-hmm. dangerous, far cheaper, far more natural, and you know far less harmful. You're not uh, now it's, the it's opiate a, crisis mm. is exacerbated by fentanyl, which is mm. as about the most polar opposite you could get from that. It's super concentrated. A tiny dose can kill you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's super extracted. It's just a, it's just chemical that comes yeah. from this natural flower, a literal yeah. flower, a poppy flower. You, you, you know, if, if you, if you look at the history of, of drugs, uh, quote unquote, you'll find that most of them. And by that, I mean, I mean, uh, a heavy majority, 75, 80%. And this is both legal and, 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 and non-legal. They're, they're plant compounds that, that are isolated and then eventually produced in a laboratory and, 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 and uh, the, the ability to synthesize them is, is figured out. And then, and then they make the plant illegal. I mean, this happens, yeah. it's happened all, it's happened for, I, don't, I can't tell you for how long it's happened, sure. right? So, so it's like, because you can't all, patent all, nature. And so all, all of the good medicines originally come from plants. They yeah. come from nature. Yep. And so what the, what, what big pharma and along with help from the ADA and everybody else, uh, uh, AMA, I'm sorry. And the ADA, I should add. <laughs> <laughs> all of those, uh, right. All those right? acronym, uh, agencies. But I mean, the bottom line is, is, is that m- the great majority of them are plant compounds and, and, and they've been synthesized in the lab yep. and then, and then they turn them into, uh, into, into pharmaceuticals that, that are, that are, that then require a prescription and 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 they generate a, a shit ton of money and yep. 
and 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 you know it's it's become passe at this point but the truth is just follow the money yeah. i mean it, you you will figure out it's not that hard you f- just follow the money you'll find yeah. out what's going on everyone's being um, scammed just for oh my the God. benefit you know, of a few my, assholes my, you, know, you know you know my 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 biggest my biggest be- beef in the last year and i and you know and i i try i I don't even i don't even yell very much anymore but the cdc you know it's just it's unbelievable that this organization is actually you know touted as as some sort of public health advocate oh man they the cdc is a vaccine company yeah the cdc is a vaccine company right if you look at their money find out who gives the cdc their money it'll blow your mind you will find out that they are absolutely owned by the large pharmaceutical corporations and all the large pharmaceuticals they all love each other yeah they 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 well, anyway, they've got it. I mean, they're so I mean, I'm a broken record, and, and so people will be like, "Oh yeah. yeah, he's a dumbass, and this ah, is a conspiracy, no. whatever." Shut no. up, right? They'll Go be back like, to smoking Mike, your Jack hair. Mike and knows his I'm, shit, I know. man. Mike so. knows his shit. No, you're but absolutely anyway, right. Follow though, the fucking the, money, people. Right? When they do their, you know, TV rounds, they're so embedded and. Uh, which doesn't mean in, that all vaccines are bad, Some, right? right I mean, I'm sure. not, I, again, it's like it's, all it's I'm like, saying it, it is, is a double-edged it's a, sword. It's like, but you got to look at both sides of the thing, man. It's like a, it's like the best, uh, the best product rollout where you can mandate the product in certain places, or like at least propagandize and socially mandate it. You know, if they can't really legally get a mandate. They can at least socially mandate it where like your literal family and neighbors will be oh, yeah. pressuring you or saying like, all right. And, 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 and that, and that feeds right into the, into the, into the division, you know, that we were talking about earlier. Exactly, it's like, yeah. it's like, it's like, who cares if, if they don't get the vaccine, that'll be great because it'll just divide them further. It's wild. You know? Yep. So. I'm trying yeah. myself to kind of figure out how exactly to navigate it because, like, me too. You don't want to. You don't want to compromise on principle, thing. but you don't want to. Yeah. Uh, I might get, get it because, scammed or hurt either. You know, it's it's uh, tough. Oh, I I don't know what to do. I I'm I'm uh, I'm 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 tossed. If I if I was gonna get one, I would probably get the Johnson and Johnson one to be honest, because sure. because at least that's more of a traditional vaccine and yeah. it doesn't have the mr mrna, which I'm. I mean, I'm not. I, mean, I don't that's, know. That's totally all I know un- is it, all I know is that it hasn't been done before, it's and alpha, I'd rather man. see some long-term s- studies on that. It's you know? hard to kind of cite a wide rollout of an experimental drug the government came up with and like have good things found about you, it. You know, just you historically, know the, the track you know record now, is not huge. Now, as we're talking, you, I, I I just changed my my. You know the one the one that I want. If I'm gonna give, I want Sputnik. I want the Russian one. <laughs> Sputnik. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not um, shitting you. I figure if if I want the Russian one, now that's we know the one this I want. Guy's Putin, right? Putin stooge yeah. alert! Putin stooge yeah. alert! Putin stooge, right? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Sputnik just because, yeah, and and mm. and this is gonna sound crazy, but the, you know why I want to take take it because it has the best name out of all the vaccines. <laughs> well, if yeah, I mean, from so a strictly marketing it, standpoint, I'm going Sputnik, and I'm and I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking fly to St. Petersburg <laughs> if I if I gotta go there to get it. <laughs> Uh, Actually, they won't let me fly, so uh, I guess I'm gonna have to get it here. I'll, be, I'll, I'll, have, I'll have one of Putin's stooges fly and meet me here at the Columbia Airport. <laughs> <laughs> I'll definitely not uh, be doing it. 
personally because I I never got the flu shot except for one time in my life. It made me very sick. Yeah, uh, and I've never. I'm, the I've second never had the flu sickest. Shot like, the second sickest flu I've probably had, or the third. Um, we did. I've. I had never was diagnosed, but I'm pretty sure I got the swine flu thing when it rolled through and and on campus. Right. Uh, but I did what I always do when I get sick, which is I isolate myself. I don't tell anyone. I don't call anyone. I don't have to. I text people right. back sometimes, and I sweat and shit it out. You know, I drink soup, drink liquids. If I pot, you know, I'm always with a thermometer, and so if I hit the danger zone, like uh, one hey, one oh five or higher, then I then I'll go in. But I've never hit that. You know. Hey, you guys, Laurie and and Spencer. Look- can I tell you something that happened to me um, back in uh, 2007? Sure. So uh, I got really sick in um, uh, like uh, as sick as I've ever been as an adult. And, and I'm not a real big guy, but I weigh about 150 pounds when I'm, when I'm healthy, you know? Sure. And, and at the end of this thing, I weighed 117 pounds. Wow. Mm. And, and it, it went on for about, I don't know, 13 or 14 months. And it was a, 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 a lung, I don't know, I just had, I just had, I, just, I was just real sick, right? Sure. And, and I mean, to the point where I, w- I wouldn't sleep in the same bed with my wife and I, I, I slept upstairs and I would have the sweats every night. Yeah. And I mean, it was just, I, I was, I was just really sick, as sick as I've ever been. And I went to the doctor, uh, you know, a few times, and they did chest X-rays because I was having a h- hard time uh, breathing and all that stuff. And and uh, anyway, uh, it, it it was never resolved um, in in a medical sense with regard to a certain medicine or anything like that, right? No, okay. It was never resolved. But on on December tenth, I'll never forget it. it was December tenth, two thousand eight. I woke up in the middle of the night and I, uh, I was coughing and so hard that I, I honestly, I thought I didn't know I was, you know, I was really feeling bad and I was crawling, literally crawling on my hands and knees, trying to make it to the bathroom and trying to get out of my bedroom. Cause I didn't want to wake my wife up. And, and, and I, 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 I literally collapsed on the floor and I thought, I had this thought in my head. I thought, I thought this is it. I, yeah. I, I guess this is it, right? I can't believe I'm going to die like this. And and uh, something happened. I don't know exactly what it was. Uh, I, I I coughed something up. Uh, you know, I whatever. I, and I was able to get, to get back to bed. And the next morning, I woke up and I tell you what, I felt like I was fine. Wow. And, 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 and it was, it was like, it was like, honestly, it was like, uh, huh, you know, I, I couldn't believe it. I was like, wow, uh, you know, it's amazing. And, and I was so happy. I felt anyway, I was just thrilled wow. and, uh, I don't know what happened, but, but I have for me and, and this is going to sound, you know, for a lot of listeners, they can poo poo it, whatever. And sure. everybody has their own. And that's and that's why you're an individual, and that's why you can believe what you want, exactly. And you can and you can base things on your own experiences. But for me, you know, now 
the way I am in my life, and I have been to a certain extent before that, but that was really sort of one of the, the sort of put the hammer to the nail. And it's like, you know what? If if I'm supposed to be alive, I'm going to freaking stay alive. Yeah. Yep. You know what? The, the, if the universe, whatever it is, if, if the world, the, the, the you know, God, uh, the, the, the universal mind, whatever it is you want to call it, if, if I still have a purpose here and I got something to do here, well, then I'm still going to stick around. And there's not a virus or a, or a vaccine yep. that's going to, that's, that, that's going to take me out of the scene. And, and, and for, and for the, to, to, for the headline, for people who don't know what I'm saying, if, if God wants you alive, you're going to stay alive. No doubt. Okay. How about that? <laughs> and so, and so I really don't sweat it that much anymore. Sure. And, and, and the reason that I'm not doing the vaccine right now is because it's more of a, it's more of a, uh, 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 I'm, it's, it's, it's about the, uh, um, you know, the, the, uh, the idea of the thing that, 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 that people are being forced into it and, right. and being coerced into it. Yep. And I don't like that. It's like, you know, and I don't like, I don't like the idea that people are going to be shamed because they think, don't yeah. do it. I think that's you the know? worst of all of them is the, the whole yeah. shaming thing. And I'm not, and, and it's I mean, like if it's, that's, I mean, learn some history, okay? Right, I mean, this is, this is right. I mean, this is exactly not exactly, but it's you know, it's like very similar to many things that have happened in the past that are extremely un, 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 unfortunate and uncool yeah. events, you know. Yeah. Well, the people that the people that are loud, the loudest in their urging about this are some of the like least trustworthy people <laughs> of oh our time. Gosh. So that's the huge problem I have with it, you know, and. Uh, yeah. I tend to agree with you on the whole, uh, you know, if you're supposed to be here, you're going to be here. And I've made it through some <laughs> pretty weird and stupid situations, uh, where maybe I should have or shouldn't have, but it's yeah. like, it's at a certain point on that grand, uh, metaphysical scale, it's not up to you, you know? Mm, and, you're right. uh, I was, I, that actually was my initial gut reaction was I was just going to, when you said that you were just like good the next day, I was going to ask you like, do you feel there was like a, um, spiritual or metaphysical aspect to the, that whole tribulation <laughs> and that whole sickness, like the whole illness? I don't, I don't know. All I know is that, is that I'm not running the show. Yeah. And that, and that. And that's not the only, I mean, I've had, I've had more, you know, you and you and I are familiar with, you know, the psychedelic experience. And sure. I mean, anybody who's had a deep psychedelic experience can, I mean, if they're being honest with themselves, they have to kind of go, Jesus Christ, what the hell is <laughs> fucking going on yes. here? I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, obviously there's something more going on and, yeah. and, and, uh, I mean, then you can you can hypothesize and write books and theorize or whatever about what that might be right but but the, but but that's what religion is you know exactly i mean i mean i mean that's what that that's what that's what history is is us trying to figure out what's going on but the problem is that is that i mean we have many problems but sure uh but one problem is that 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 thing the psychedelic experience isn't given more credit in the current uh, um, the current worldview when you look at the sciences and and the way that people analyze the world um, and their place in it. Sure, most most scientists 
don't take the psychedelic experience into account when they when they do that and and for me that's a huge exclusion mm-hmm. uh, uh, because um and in fact most the reason is because most of the scientists haven't had that experience and and if they if they did it would change their view on their own profession sure and it would make them better scientists yes, it would I make do. them it would make them less um less religious scientists sure well i mean i think watson and crick are a huge testimony to that oh my gosh um and Absolutely. that's kind of Absolutely. when it was first clinically taken tell seriously. People why. Tell people why. Well, for, for people who don't know, sure, tell them for, why. For people who don't know, uh, Watson and Crick discovered, uh, finger quotes discovered, the double helix <laughs> pattern of, of DNA uh, mm-hmm. while under the influence of acid, LSD. Yes. And directly credited the use of the drug with them coming up with the idea and figuring out how DNA uh, was structured. And um, a lot of scientists at that in that same era uh found a lot of breakthroughs and the pattern seemed to be similar it was just they would go in to the uh acid trip with a certain question on their mind or a certain problem that they wanted to solve and were interested in solving and so that was sort of the intent set and mm-hmm. anybody familiar with psychedelic experiences knows the importance of you know setting some sort of intent or direction or you know specifically not doing that also like that's also an option but um it can be incredibly useful if you are setting that intent or setting this like goal in mind this mental goal of like well i really like to figure out this or i have this problem and i'd like to solve it um and and i would i would add that uh yes but sometimes even if you do go in with that particular uh intention and and it might also say well no but what about this exactly <laughs> sure so well the, the but, road has many but, yeah, but, twists but, and turns and uh anything could happen yeah. but uh, but it's certainly it takes certainly a start necessary. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's certainly necessary to go in with some sort of intention and 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 it and and what you come out of it with you'll you know you'll you'll find out but 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 it certainly can be extremely beneficial and and sure. uh, and enlightening and certainly um i mean my gosh i mean it'll if nothing else it'll 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 make you think twice you know about about what what it means to just be alive sure the impossibility of existence itself what the heck of time and space know? itself of right uh, the, you know you, when found... you're tripping absolute balls then like you <laughs> you realize you have the time to contemplate things like why is everything around me made up of atoms vibrating around, you know, and uh, it has so little mass that it shouldn't even actually be here. This table shouldn't stop my hand when I hit it because there's nothing really to it except for it's solid. Right. <laughs> like, right. What was that? Uh, uh, I, I, I pet goat too or something. <laughs> right? Where the, the guy, the, the, the general kept trying to walk through the wall because he was convinced that if he could, if he could just, you know, convince himself that that he was not solid which and the wall wasn't either that he could just move right right through it you know uh-huh. it is weird the whole thing is weird and and uh existence and um and life and 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 in particular for us the 
the uh, blessing and the curse of being able to actually uh, remember it and and forward forward transfer it sure and, uh, and to make all that. make conscious choices and decisions and yeah, uh, yeah and also use our voice to like help other people do the same thing even though I I don't yeah. know you could lead people totally astray but you're just everyone's doing their best you know or I I tend to believe that, that most ama- people that are amazing? just trying to do their best I should say you know that's there are, that, that, there are certainly those out true. with malicious absolutely intent, true. but uh, I think most, most people, people are good people and just want the best for themselves yeah. and for their families and their friends and for everybody else. Uh, and for some reason, there's a certain uh, percentage of the population that just doesn't. And, sure. Uh, and they feel they sort of have to uh, have to have to define what everybody else does. And I think but, also you know, it's important it, to it, humanize it's, 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 like the the players in it in the, in the sense that. I think a lot of malicious intent probably started out with some sort of a, a good intention set, you know, like this, yeah, like yeah. some Spider-Man yeah. story of Doc Ock, you know, <clears throat> no. where like people go mad yes. trying to do the right thing and it just goes wrong at some point. The road, the road, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Right? Sure. Um, this is the problem of, 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 of humans. One of our many is that we, because because of the things we were just saying, because we have self-reflective consciousness, because we have this brain combined with uh, hands that can actually manipulate the environment and we can make things like microchips and Manhattan, and we, we, we feel like we are in charge of the thing and that we have to, <laughs> we, got, you know, we, we gotta make it better. We, sure. We're the ones that are running the show. Mm-hmm. And... And we're just, and even though it sort of seems like that, we're just not. Yeah. Um, and and we're 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 part we're part of a we're we're part of a process that's been going on for a long long time before we showed up on the scene. Right. And so so for me, and actually for me, that's the most hopeful thing of the whole of the whole business for me is, is that, I see us as we are now and by us i mean humans yeah i don't mean blacks or whites or jews or christians or any i i mean all of us human beings mm-hmm. i see us as a transitionary species in in the sense that we, we we didn't used to be the way we are now and we are the way we are now but we are not going to stay the way that we are now. Sure. And we are we are in the we are in the in the process of moving into the next whatever that is, the the next iteration of 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 human of, of our species. And so that that's to me, uh, that's why we're so bent out of shape all the time. That's why everyone's so un uncomfortable in their own skin and mm-hmm. and why everybody's yelling at everybody else about who's the boss and who's being mean and who's who has the privilege and who doesn't and all yep. this stuff it's like it's 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 a complete free-for-all right mm-hmm. now because we are in a transitionary period between uh, between the animal and the angel essentially have you um, i'm curious to know if you've ever read this uh it's like an internet blog thought experiment but it kind of traces to the a lot of the transhumanist stuff. Uh, it's called mm. an atheist meets God on a train. 
I haven't. I don't I, know if you ever heard I, of that. I, I feel. I feel like. I feel like I have, but you'd probably have to refresh my memory. Um, I guess. I feel like it was a short story that I read. Yeah, it's kind of like a short story that this guy tells in the voice of an. British atheist that's riding the train to like uh-huh. a commuter train and like yeah. he meets God and then has a conversation yes. with God and uh, it kind of uh-huh. comes down to like God just takes his time out to talk to this one dude about what he's actually looking for in our evolution like what we have to do but mm-hmm. uh, I think that I'm going to actually read that on our next show um, huh. and kind of talk about it but the all of this stuff and all of the, when we talk about like the decisions we make and what we should be aiming for and like who, you know, what, what should we make our long-term goals? Like I thought it was a really interesting, at least thought experiment. If you just take it as a, uh, allegorical thought experiment and try to apply Hmm. it, you know, um, essentially, I think one of the biggest takeaways though, in, in the, in the whole idea was that, humans are trying to humans were created by God and they're essentially trying to evolve to be another God so that he can have somebody to kick it with, uh, Mm. to just be like as simple as possible. And there's a few things that we got to do in order to be able to pull it off. And one of those things is what ends most civilizations or what ends most organisms that are trying to be God. What ends most organisms that are trying to be out are like internal strife or, you know, nuclear disaster or something. But what God let him in on, one of the secrets, or you can quote unquote secret, uh, is humans always have to reach a certain point where algorithmically any one of them could wipe all of them out. And then all of them don't do that. Huh. You know, so like we yeah. we will eventually yeah. have to reach a point where literally any asshole can ruin it for everybody just by just by executing an algorithm, just by pushing a button, just by, you know, starting yeah. a process. Yeah. Yeah. And everyone has access to that. Everybody can do it and nobody does it and nobody ever does it from mm. that point forward. That's one of the evolutionary like that's how responsible we would have to become as a species if we mm. ever hope to get all the way to God. You want to hear my evolutionary uh, strategy? Sure. I'm always okay. interested. All right. Here's what I think. <laughs> and that it the only thing that will that will save us is an escape from biology itself so hmm. in other words um okay, i will say that in my in my worldview i believe that consciousness of some sort existed before before physical forms and before biology uh and in other words, I mean that before the Big Bang or however it is that you sure. might imagine that the universe began, mm-hmm. I believe that there was some sort of consciousness that, 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 that was there when that happened. And, and uh, if, if you don't believe that, that's fine. I, sure. I'm just saying that for, for, for me, this is what, my, what, my, what, my, what this particular theory is based upon, right? And, and so uh, for me it's sort of similar to what, what, what you were just saying is that whatever, whatever that, whatever that intellect, uh, intelligence, uh, 
consciousness, whatever it was Mm -hmm. that existed that brought the whole thing into motion is still moving things and that, and that it's, it's purposeful. It's not just some random, some random walk. It, It actually is a, a purposeful thing. And we're just not at, we just haven't got to the, to the, to the end of the purpose yet. Sure. And I, I think that there is some sort of, uh, uh, I think love has something to do with it. Yeah. And, um, as, as, as abstract as this sounds, I, I think that, whatever that consciousness was that that was there at the beginning of this thing it has done it has it has brought forth everything that we have been experiencing along with everything that that all of our ancestors and the whole universe has experienced before now to to bring forth some sort of a communion between ourselves and that thing mm-hmm. and and I believe that we had to go through all the things that we had to go through in order to evolve to a, a level of understanding and intelligence that we could actually get it. Right. You, know, you actually understand it. In other words, if, if you stop at the worm, right, and, yep. and, then, you int- and, then, you in- and then you introduce... Now, now I'm not talking particularly about God as you know in like the Almighty Father with sure. the beard. Maybe, maybe we are part of a uh, an experiment of some other species, and and we really are part of like a uh, um, like an uh, like a virtual experiment. You know, there, there, there's there's some pretty good arguments that say that we're actually part of some that we're actually just living in a computer of some other. Sure, the simulation you know, theory. The simulation theory, yeah. right? So whatever it is, whether I mean for me, that's the same as God. Sure. Right. I mean, what's what's the difference? Well, I've always I thought mean, in a simulation sense, like if indeed it is a simulation, you would still want to perform your best as though it wasn't, you know, and probably right. you'd even be programmed to uh, try your well, best. And you, you know? and, and you and you would hope that the person that was that that was the programmer would, would recognize that. Sure. I mean, uh, uh, again, and that, and that's no different than having a, a psychotic God or, 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 or a benevolent God. Sure. Right. Right. I mean, if the programmer is like Bill Gates, you know, shit, good luck. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, right. But if you, if you've got a benevolent programmer, he will recognize that his, uh, that, that these particular characters in the, in the program are, have actually acted with goodwill, et cetera. I, I, I know it's just, crazy but anyway <laughs> well if you, if you can if you can be just vague enough then you'll like actually agree with everybody <laughs> i think that the uh bearded sky daddy kind of image is more it's more a testament to our human um limitations in imagination than it is to like the actual um uh, substance or well, uh and tangible whatever god is you know yeah but it's also really understandable you know because sure. we we are we we are we are a species that have come from previous 
iterations yeah. that had no idea what the fuck was going on. Yeah, absolutely. Right? And, 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 right? and you, know, the, to, you know, in I many mean, imagine, cases still imagine, don't. <laughs> imagine an eclipse sure. when, when you had no understanding of the way that the earth and the sun and the moon are related. Mm-hmm. I mean, it would it would scare the fuck out of you, you know. And so, so yeah, you're gonna you're you're gonna create gods out of these out of these uh, objects and these these celestial events because anything that you don't understand that is that is more powerful than you, you know, is something that you will bow down to. Especially, what, what, I think about our species and and um, the way that we've developed into intellectually and. Uh, it's really an interesting thing, you know, Spencer, because physiologically we haven't changed for about, I mean, it used to, people used to say about 160,000 years. That was Classis River Cave mm-hmm. in, in, uh, in uh, Africa. They found, they found the, the Homo sapiens sapiens skeleton that they said was about 100. Now they say close to 200,000 years where, where, Men and women were the same as you and me. Yeah, that's crazy. In a, like but, a, a physical sense, in phys- physiologically, literally, there was n- there has been no no changes physiologically. But but the the, the changes though, and and what's really crazy is people say, well, what what, what it, there had to be because they didn't speak back then because language didn't even come into the game until around fifty, uh, you know, fifty thousand years ago. Yep, absolutely right. But guess what? All of the all of the architecture physiologically, all the architecture for language was already there. Yeah. None of that ever changed. And so what happened was we went from grunting and pointing and yelling and whatever in, into slowly, you know, developing language and 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 identifying objects and associating them with particular uh vocalizations right and then those became words and so you pointed at a rock and and somebody said "Eh," and and the other guy said "Eh," and then they both pointed at and they shook their heads and they agreed that that was what the fuck that thing was going to be called you know and so that's the way language uh uh, begins to to be built and 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 there has been a non-stop it's language is what has made the computers yep. that you and me are are talking on our microphone all of it yep. it's all about language all technology is language mm-hmm. everything is language because you have to have a word for something before you can make it and everything goes back to that and yep. i don't see i don't see it stopping i don't know where it's going no it's but it's it's out of any one person's hands at this point and i think even maybe collectively slipping out of humanity's hands altogether. But the, digi- the digital stuff hands, is crazy. I mean, right? if you think, and I I was going to try and get us to crypto somehow, but I'm going to do it with this. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. going to do it with this. Anytime. Like, what <laughs> if what if Bitcoin itself was an entity that had to trick us into making computers in the first place? Like, What if Satoshi Nakamoto is AI? Yeah. What, what, what if Bitcoin is was was and i'm totally speculating here but but it's just fun right what yeah i mean nobody knows honestly i mean nobody knows where it came from right and 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 it was certainly a stroke of genius i mean most people if they're willing to 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 swallow their own pride they they will because 
because because people have to swallow their pride with regard to Bitcoin. Most people because they have to realize that they didn't figure it out early on. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So sure. And a lot of times when you don't figure something out early on, you end up hating the thing just because you didn't you didn't get it. You I'd know? argue that's so, still kind of early on Bitcoin in a lot of ways. Though. I, 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 I agree. I, I mean, forget about it. It's super early on all this stuff. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And, and forget about the fact you didn't get it then get it now. Yeah. You, it's you pretty know? early and, still. I mean, yeah. a lot of, a lot of stuff isn't figured out and adoption is really where you know whether or not it's early. Like if, if most people you try to bring up Bitcoin to like, start to get the uh, thousand yard stare at you, then you know that it's still early or it's still fringe, you know? I mean, a lot yeah. of people are like, yeah. you know, I mean, and we just talked a, a good deal about the general informed <laughs> member of society, you know, it's like, it's not that deep mm. for most people. So oh, why would gosh. you expect it to translate to this either, you know? Um, but you know I what? think that that's part of all of our s solutions to, uh, to this, the mechanisms of control is just decentralize and, you yes, know, build yes. your own. That's what they told us for so long is like, oh, well, build your own place, bigot, you know? And right, right. Uh, so how many times it. are you going to, how many times are you going to be told that before you come and just like start, and actually do it, start doing it? Yeah. Why would you stay on Facebook and bitch about how Facebook is suppressing your freedom of whatever you think you have? Like, you you yeah. click on a user agreement when you go into Facebook and you agree to be their bitch when you use it. So well, you don't and, have and to you, do you don't have to do that. Like Right, but but I mean to be fair, you do that with all the apps that that's you, right. that, that, that's you, right. that you have on your phone. Yep. Every, every time you click that, I mean how many people really read, you know, what you're agreeing to when no. you say, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna download this app and if I click on this button I agree to what the fuck they say. That's right. I mean, very few people read that stuff and if you did you probably wouldn't agree right. agree to it. But then again, a lot of people would say, Oh hell, I don't care these days. They're like, Oh sure. whatever, you know. Well and, um, and I that's not to say like I'm not trying to say I'm some kind of purist or anything. Like I use, yeah, no, I, no. I've, I've clicked many of these agreements and like the whole time I've been alive, you know, and you I know think what? I was like and four the first time I clicked on one of those, I agree right. to install and, some software, you know? And, and you know what? We all, we're, we're all old enough now though. And we, and we've been in the digital age long enough. So we all know that. So protect the important stuff. And you know, if you want to play right. Facebook and do, uh, you know, Twitter and all that stuff. Yeah. But, but keep your important stuff right. safe. And, and, I, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, well then, then, then you need to learn how to keep your important stuff safe. You know, when I see so. like the classic, uh, crotchety grandpa post of like somebody will post, <laughs> uh, this is official notice that none of my data is blah, blah, blah. You know, they'll try to take some kind of like quasi legal stance in a meme right. post where like there is misspelled. And they think that that actually like, carries any weight whatsoever like you know you might as well pick post a picture of your left butt cheek it has the same effect nothing yeah, although, yeah. although the butt cheek might make me smile more what uh i, I, <laughs> right. I, I was wondering what uh your current relationship or use of of any crypto was because i know that you were like one of the first and biggest crypto guys that i ever met in like real life in person yeah, well, I, I mean, I. In fact, you were not, probably the first person to ever talk to me about it. I would, I would say. <laughs> so I, I, I was in, I was in crypto around 2012, 2013 or so. Yeah. I kind of got into it. Um, the what what sparked my interest was there was a, a a scandal. As a matter of fact, it was and it was 
and, and those in the in the sphere know it's called Mount Gox. Right. Yeah. And um, Mount Gox was uh, this unregulated Bitcoin exchange that was run out of Japan. And uh, well, I'd say the was, most fascinating part of of Mount Gox is what it was was a a magic the stands for MTGOX stands for Magic the Gathering Online Exchange. I, I, and I what exchange. it what it really right. was was a was a website that bought and sold you know Magic that, the, the Gathering cards and that's right. kind of how I knew it at first Talk because about- I had just got into my roommates at the time got me into magic and they're like, Oh yeah. If you right. need those decks to round those cards to round up your deck, you can buy them off Mount Gox or like they'd look up prices right. on Mount Gox of magic yeah. cards, you know, and it wasn't even about like Bitcoin talk was on about, nobody's radar. Talk about innocent beginnings. No doubt. I mean? Hon- yep. Honestly. And, and it's really still, I mean, I, 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 I don't want to go. I honestly, I don't want to talk about it unless you want to, but I just sure. want to say really quickly. Okay. Ross Ulbricht and and all the stuff that happened with uh, uh, with Silk Road and all that stuff. If you don't know, look up Ross Ulbricht. Look up uh, uh, Free Ross, uh, freeross.com or .org or whatever, and uh, and look at what happened to Ross Ulbricht with regard to the Silk Road and it's and it, and it's related to Mount Cox and all that stuff. But there's a young man, and there are plenty of young men and women who are in prison who shouldn't be. But this is a this is one an iconic one, and and if he got out, maybe a lot of other people would too. So mm. anyway, yeah, I've got it. Freeross.org. It looks like. Oh man. Two thousand seven hundred sixty nine days in prison. Uh yeah yeah so. Forty um, uh two life sentences plus forty years without parole. Yeah yeah that's the guy that the guy that the guy that built the Silk Road website. Yep. And that's all he did was, he built it and operated it, but he didn't have really. I mean, what you know what he did, uh, Spencer? He built a decentralized eBay or Amazon.com. Yep. He he built a, a decentralized platform, one, right? He built a platform that anyone, legitimate or illegitimate, anyone, could use to their own yes. ends, and then he had yep. no way of uh, interrupting any made, of that because he built it yeah. and turned it on, and then that was. And he made some mistakes, no doubt, right? Sure, absolutely, he did, right? He, uh, but he was also a brilliant young man. Yeah, and. and he, and he's certainly still not a certainly and, not a criminal. He's certainly not someone who deserves two two, two plus life sentences in prison. It's no, ridiculous. No, it's so. Anyway, um, so uh, yeah, so so that's when I got into crypto. Uh, gotcha. Was back then, 2012, 2013. Um, I was trying to figure out the mining thing. I, sure. I didn't understand really how mining worked. Yeah. Uh, I w- so I wish I ever would have cracked that. Uh. <laughs> so, so I fi- I figured it out with Dogecoin actually, sure. and, I, and I and and I I that was my first one, and um and that's why that's how you guys you got everyone yep. around town knew me back then, right? Now, didn't so, you have um, a Doge license plate? <laughs> yeah. Do you still? And in fact, well, I don't because I've given uh, subsequently that that truck is now being driven by my 17 year old son. Oh, very nice. <laughs> But 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 yeah, he still sports the Dogecoin license plate. Beautiful. And uh, and, he, and and now in all of a sudden he's become very popular. In the sure, last month it's or two. it's right back in the so, in the and, and, public and he's like he's like, oh, he's like he's like he's like yeah, my dad was in, he's like that's old news, you know. Yeah. So, uh, but anyway, yeah, I got I got into Dogecoin because that was the easiest way for me to learn about mining, and I'm by learn I mean what was actually going on mathematically. Uh, I'm I'm a I have a degree in mathematics and a degree in physics and I like cryptography. And so I understood a little bit about what was going on 
uh, but I didn't understand enough to put a bunch of money into it, right? Mm -hmm. But with Dogecoin in 2012, 2013, you could actually Dogecoin didn't even exist until 2013. But at the end of 2013, I mean, a hundred dollars in Dogecoin was you know, a million Dogecoin, or something right? Crazy, yeah, right. Um, so I, I was able to just put a little bit of money in, and then and then and then configure my uh, uh, my uh, my video card on my computer at work. <laughs> I, I figured wow. out how to how how to how to how to actually mine just passively Dogecoin. mine on your yeah, work equipment. Saying, yeah, and so every day I'd come into work, and I have a few more Dogecoin, whatever. And but 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 and this is the thing for people who don't understand crypto, you got to get some skin in the game, right? Yep. Right. Because once I got a little skin in the game, then I wanted to learn more and I wanted right. to figure out more what was going on, you know. Sure. And so I got I got more into the into the online uh, communities and I kind of got into the Reddit thing and and uh, well, that's anyway, what I've been uh, telling yeah, all of so, my non-coiner friends, and I think we talked about it when I uh, called to your radio show last. Uh, I've been telling everybody. Which was great, you know, by the way. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I, I always have a blast talking with you. And um, <laughs> yeah, I've been telling people it's like learning how to drive a car. You know, it's there's nothing in the manual that's going to be as relevant as you getting in and driving. There's nothing yeah. in that a mechanic yeah. can tell you about your car that's going to be as relevant as getting in and driving the thing. And the other thing, you know, is that um, until you get in and drive it, you don't realize how much fun it is to drive. It. No doubt. Yeah, that's very true. That's very true. Right? I can uh, tell you, like, man. Well, it's like, well, I, I'm not sure. What, you know, why would anyone want to do that? It's like, well, maybe, <laughs> maybe just because it's fucking fun. Some of the right? stuff I did last weekend, um, and you'll get a kick out of this. I participated in a uh, lightning video game tournament, huh, uh, cool. and their name is what game? Their name is Mint Gox. That puts this tournament on so it's mint gox m-i-n-t uh g-o-x.com you can see their events and so uh the one i did was um mint gox 14 and i qualified in a game called bitcoin bounty hunt which is just a first person pc shooter uh and you run around shooting everybody and you pick up little boxes of sats in the game <laughs> and the sats you pick up become your bounty. And so, you know, if you got... I mean, it's actually legit, though. I mean, you can actually... I mean, they're yeah, legitimate. They're, they're real actual Satoshis that exist in the game. Now, this is crazy. Damn. How I it like works it. is there are several different Satoshi pools that the sats come from. The biggest one is sponsors directly of the game. Bull After Bull is a sponsor uh, of the game, in fact. So anybody can go to BitcoinBountyHunt.com. Uh, and become a sponsor you can even just put a dumb meme all you need is an image a link and then a, a lightning deposit and so uh half of it goes into the the game itself so like the to the to running the game and the developers and, and the other half goes to the player pool so uh -huh. if you if you send in four thousand sats as a sponsorship then that's two thousand right. sats that players can pick up from you in the game and your logo is displayed throughout the game as people are running wow. around and your link Damn. is displayed so that's where a lot of the money comes from players can also donate from their own wallet and then the shop sells like skins and different things you can customize your character those also go <laughs> into the player pool so nice. and then people spectating and watching can choose any player and put bounties on them for any amount at any time 
So if you just want to like drop a crazy big bounty on somebody, you can do that and it goes right into the game. So it's Damn. the interaction is actually crazy. Uh, and that was just one of the games that they had. Uh, their main kind of focus is Counter-Strike uh, Global Offensive, I think it's called. CSGO okay. is the acronym. And with this Infuse app, you can click on a server in the Infuse app. It logs you in with a buy-in amount. Um, and then that becomes your health. And as you get shot, you lose sats and drop them and people can pick them up in the form of these virtual coins. And you also get automatic points for, for the kills as well. So like some of it gets dropped, some of it gets given immediately to the player that took you out. And then hey, once you go to zero, you're kicked out of the server. You're like, you lose, you're out of life. <laughs> but if you stay in there and you're like collecting all the sats, you can also just exit and withdraw all that. Um, or you can stay until time expires and then, you know, withdraw at the end. But it's such right. a cool extra aspect of the game. When you have, like, skin in the game, it, it adds a different aspect well, to the dude, gaming I, itself. I th I, th I think we're going to start to see that um, uh, across a lot of different platforms, you know. Um, I use that uh, Brave browser. I'm not oh, sure yep. if you're familiar. Yeah, right? same here. Yeah, and so we use that too. With the, with, are you a verified creator or whatever yeah, they call yeah. it? Yeah, and so, so you can start to, you know, you can tip people and yep. Um, and uh, I, I, I think that's sort of, uh, I think that's early edge technology. I think, I, I think there's going to be a lot of that micro, and it may end up all going to the Lightning Network. This is what it should do. Sure. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, Brave has their own token. It's called the uh, um, BAT, I forget what it stands basic, for. Yeah, basic attention token. Basic basic attention token. It, yeah. The whole concept of that is just to reward you for looking at ads that are served to you, and so. Right, but as a creator, though, people can actually tip you on those sites that are, that are brave connected or whatever. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you just hit that yeah. little Delta and logo. That, that, if you're on Bull After Bull .com, it'll say a uh, verified creator, and you can set up a monthly tip or a one-time tip. So that's a lot like what you what what you and me were talking about on um, uh, uh, the podcast um, podcast engines. index, yeah. Uh, the podcast index, right? Yep. Uh, that that there's a there's a way. Okay, so okay. Um, um, let me ask you a question about that. So compared to like Brave, the way that Brave is operating uh, with content creators and 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 people that are. Um, visiting their sites or, or downloading their content or, mm -hmm. or whatever, and they can tip them. How does that compare to what you're talking about on, on the podcast index for people who are trying to, um, in a, in a decentralized fashion, monetize their, their podcasts? Sure. Well, right now, basically it's an, a way to enable your show to be connected with a lightning node that you're associated with. And then in several different podcast apps like Podfriend or in a certain Sphinx Tribes or in the Breeze Wallet, and there are a few others, um, there are more all the time. And so I, when I start to list them off, I start forgetting like newer ones that have added. Uh -huh. uh, but in a lot that's of these different... That, it's great that there's more of them, though. The adoption is uh, really encouraging. I think this is going to be like the year podcasting gets flipped on its head. Especially Dude, with the it, thing that Apple just tried to pull. Uh, I was just gonna say. I mean, I mean, there, there, 
and and when Apple, okay, so for people who aren't familiar, Apple just said they're going to put up a paywall on on I don't know what whatever podcast they decide to, but basically, I mean, they're, they're I think that's the beginning of they're of, they're of, trying to build yeah a, a, a walled garden subscription service so that you know come on in and make a subscription service and then right you know it's it's not really fully clear how that works with what your content becomes or you know I'll tell you what though um, is that everyone not everyone but a lot of people are following that now I've already seen yep. NPR um, Washington um, uh, Washington Washington Post uh, the um, Wall Street Journal. They've all now either increased their already their current uh, subscription, either increased their current subscri- subscription rate, or or they're or they're instituting one that when they didn't have one to begin with. Yeah. So I I I mean I I think and 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 I think this is actually good for for us. Sure, I I, I agree. Oh, and Billy Bones points out the thirty percent Apple scrape. So. The thing about uh-huh. the, yeah, the Billy, thing yeah. about the podcast index is the whole idea of at scale. We understand that you know a tiny fraction and a tiny percentage. Like people still are going to need to be paid, but a t- a, you can do that at a tiny percentage with things like Lightning, and yeah. have that at scale actually be enough to live on. Uh, and sort of the idea of value for value is born in that where you know that's how that's how this show operates this show is put out for free you can listen live for free you can download the podcast for free by subscribing to our rss feed and that's always the way i've been we always ask if it gives you value to return that in some way whether it be you know sending us clips leaving us voicemails on the show uh weed you know, weed. Yeah, you put us put a nug in our hands, or you know, <laughs> PayPal on, us some money, don't forget, or don't about the... stream us sats now to our lightning node. You know, <laughs> so there's so many ways now to do that and to return value. And the whole idea of the podcast index is both keep keep the accessibility open and keep freedom of speech preserved so that people can yeah. put out what they want to put out and yeah. say what they want to say. And, you know, whoever wants to listen can listen. Whoever doesn't that's can right. totally ignore right. it. But you that's... You don't like it? You don't... Goodbye. You, don't you can't just yeah. shut down somebody who's saying something because they have the right to say it, no I, matter how absurd t- or t- wrong it is. I'll tell you something, man. And and my, my, uh, my biggest concern right now about our whole situation here in life in the world is the level of censorship that we're seeing from major major media. Yeah. I, and and I mean, I don't care which side of whatever um topic it, it is that you might fall on. I mean, you shouldn't be happy about about what's happening because uh, maybe the one that you're happy about uh the other side being censored eventually that will become you. Uh, or something yep. will change, and and it's really, really unbelievable right now um, the the level of censorship that we're seeing among major media, yeah, um, uh, and including online media. So, I, and and I'm not going to go into any specifics. I'm just saying that you know censorship is no good, and and no matter where you fall on the political spectrum, you should not be a fan of that. Yeah, and, absolutely, and. Uh, I'm, and and podcasts like this and uh, and projects like the podcast index are uh, are excellent um, uh, opportunities to, to 
to try to hold that at, at bay. So uh, anyway, we hope excellent, we hope eventually know. that it it's going to spread beyond podcasts to be uh, a way that music artists can also put out music and and not need a record label or deal. Oh, uh, why not? And right? have a value for value approach to the to the music industry uh, and cut yeah. out all this exploitation that you have uh, yeah. that comes out of I mean Kanye infamously pissed on his Grammys on Twitter recently and and <laughs> this would be a way to get out of that um, abuse that he's suffered because of the recording industry and because of the record industry the you know you know local artists um, um, I remember when I uh, when I, I lived in Denver for a long time before I moved here uh, to Columbia and uh, there's there's a rock and roll band out there in the world. They're called Big Head Todd and the Monsters, and and these guys were uh, uh, college kids in Boulder, Colorado, when I was living in Denver, and uh, they would they were playing, you know, local shows and fraternity houses and all this stuff, and mm-hmm. you know, two dollars to get in and whatever. Anyway, they, they turned out to be a pretty uh, successful. Um, you know, uh, internationally recognized, uh, band and, and, and to this day, you know, very, very, uh, awesome, uh, uh, music that they're putting out. But anyway, Todd and I were friends back in, uh, in, in Colorado before they left. And, and when they signed their first record deal, it was with a company called giant records, which was, you know, a, as the name might imply, a very you know, <laughs> big, 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 big record ass company, record company, <laughs> right? And uh, you know, and and they and they got a, you know they they got their record deal and they and they made an uh, I think they signed for three uh, for three records or something and mm-hmm. anyway, and they got they got a little bit of money up front, you know, but it turned out that it it was actually brutal. I mean, mm-hmm. with regard to, to the economic side of it, they, uh, you know, of course they were young, they were young musicians and they, and right. they didn't really know that well. And they, they, they signed a contract they probably shouldn't have signed, but, but at the same time, you know, they sold a whole bunch of records and, um, and, and they got very little from it. And, yep. and, and eventually they did fine because once they got out, you know, after the terms of that contract ended, they, 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 they got smart and figured it out. Sure. But Todd said to me, Todd said to me, uh, you know, um, after that, he said, you know what? He said, he said, as a band, he said, and if you play it right, he said, no pun intended. He <laughs> said, you can, he said, you can make way more money just mm-hmm. just playing the local regional scene you know and yeah. and just cashing in a thousand bucks a show or whatever at you know wherever sure. you're playing uh he said unless unless you're really going to make that big jump he said yeah it's not it's, it's hard i'm not sure it's worth uh, yeah it, otherwise you're busting ass to just make somebody else a lot of money and, oh man and you just yeah. enough money um oh yeah the percentage that uh, the percentage that the that the record companies have, have historically have taken from the bands is ridiculous. It's it's, it's you know it's it's highway robbery yep. as we used to say. So so yeah, I like the idea uh, that you're talking about that that we could somehow um, uh, uh, decentralize all that. You know, right? Um, well, then it I just becomes it. a uh, the the most beautiful thing about value for value proposition and why it actually works. Is because you take everybody else out, and it becomes simply a negotiation between a creator and their uh, the people who dig it. You know, their listeners, yeah, it's just, or it's just whether, whether it's their fans, or whether it's their followers, or whether it's the 
you know, you might be a painter, like the people who love and buy your paintings, like the value for value proposition mm. says like, there's no limit on what you can perceive and receive in value of. I mean, one of Radiohead's most profitable albums was the one that they put out for pay us what you think it's worth. Yeah. The one they, yeah. Yeah. The one they put out for free pretty much. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's Amazing. what, that's, that's how you look at it. You know, you say, I, I put it out for free up front, but then I say, you know, what, what's it worth to you? I let you decide. And well, I don't put some kind what? of artificial you, cap on that. If you, if you really want to find out what your stuff is worth, that's what you do. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you've got the guts, you know, yeah. I mean, because most of the time, if you do that, no one's going to give you anything, frankly. Yeah. Uh, right. I, honestly, I mean, it's, I mean, it's, it's well, we've the, been, it's, we've been it's, pleasantly surprised by the support I, I do want to say on this show. And, uh, well, um, good for you and you deserve it. Uh, but that, the bowlers, but that's what, the, the bowlers, at least someone usually comes through, uh, every week and, you know, we were showered with a lot of love on 420, which, you know, it's like stoner Christmas, so it makes sense. But uh, <laughs> we like to think that that's an indication you, that people you, are getting value do, um, out of what how we do. do. do you, how do you do, um, uh, how do you get uh, compensated for, for your content on, on bowl after bowl? Is it through... Uh, through clean feed or do you do it through most, Kiwi or how do you do it? Most commonly PayPal donations are, uh, what we are, our biggest draw is, but the, there's also sat stream to our lightning node through a number uh -huh. of different lightning enabled apps. And, uh, I think as that ecosystem grows, we'll probably get listeners That's that we one, don't, man. we don't even know where their sats are coming from. We just see them coming in, you know? Right. That's the one. Yeah. That's so cool. So yeah. I think that the future is really bright, but what we intend to do is just use that as our barometer of like, you know, if, if more value is coming in, that's because we're putting more value out and, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, we, you, you always try to keep in mind and, and remind people, uh, first rule of being a smoker is it's bad manners to keep bumming all the damn time. <laughs> You know, you just want, don't, you don't want to be a mooch. I, I, I wish I that, could. I wish I could drop in that shit when I had a chance. <laughs> this soundboard is a lot of fun to play with. That's actually. awesome. Yeah. I'm always trying to clip an ad to it and this and that. But, uh, <laughs> we had a heyday with that Boondocks episode where Granddad gets oh, high man. on medical weed, and there's a lot of it from that. <laughs> but yeah, we just kind of follow. We're we're lucky to stand on the shoulders of giants and just follow the the no agenda method of. You know, listen to your audience, put out a product that people are going to dig and uh, enjoy and put value into it and you'll get value back from it. And yeah, yeah, then we I just agree. try to make it better each time. So that's awesome. Um, that's that's sort of the formula. Well, uh, I want to ask Lorian if she had any questions for Mike at the end. Come on, Lorian. Um, did you ask about ask me, a favorite piece? Ask me if my whis ask me if my whiskey is empty. Ah! Oh, is your whiskey empty? <laughs> it is. Oh. Oh. There's a sound for uh, empty whiskey. <laughs> Where's it? You gotta have those ice cubes like <laughs> the gutter ball. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh. Well, I do want to uh kind of roll us out of here uh but i no so, but i i didn't want to cut lauren lauren oh. off though i wanted i want to talk lauren i was joking about my whiskey i'm fine <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh good good uh favorite piece you've used for weed oh my gosh everyone knows it's my chinupa um uh i have uh an old brass uh pipe um 
it's called a protopipe for those who are familiar. Um, there was a guy in California uh, who began to make, made these pipes back in the late sixties and the seventies. And he made them, they were all made by hand. And, uh, uh, eventually, uh, he, he, he he died and and the patent uh, expired and there's a bunch of knockoffs out there that, that kind of look like like these pipes but anyway it's a it's a brass pipe and a lot of people say they don't like out of to smoke out of metal but uh, but I'll put my brass pipe up against any bla any glass pipe uh, when it when it's clean um, and uh, yeah I've had it for for years and 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 this is. I don't know exactly how long I've had it, Lorian, but here's the only, this is as close as I can date it, okay? Okay. In 1994, I flew to New Zealand with it. Whoa. <laughs> and 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 I remember obviously because it was before before flying uh, was so restrictive where I could actually fly with a metal pipe in my pocket. Uh, sure. So, yeah. Yeah, Damn. so I, I I flew to New Zealand um, uh, with my with my pipe in 1994. So I had it. At, I've had it at least for uh, uh, 20, 25 or twenty six years. Yeah, that's nice. so awesome. Yeah, and I, it also I remember yeah, that, uh, and you know it. You everyone, everyone around, everyone who knows me knows it. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, there was a certain scene at the time where like that pipe was just frequently slid across the bar to people right? like <laughs> on a on yeah. a warm summer afternoon you know yeah 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 that's true yeah that's, wow. i remember that well i actually thought at one point to ask you if you still had it but then i was like of course he still has that <laughs> yeah i still got it that's so. fantastic uh anyway well i'm right. gonna roll us out of here but uh thank you so much for hanging out with us and uh doing the show i always love talking to you i had, had a great, great time. time i'm so glad you invited me yeah absolutely we'll have to do it again yeah anytime so uh you've been listening to mike hagan and where where can they find your stuff at mike uh mikehagan.com mikehagan.com and yeah, m-i-k-e-h-a-g-a-n.com excellent and we'll also link that in our show notes and uh want to thank everybody for listening to our little conversation we'll be back at it tuesday night at 9 p.m. Central with another Bowl After Bowl. I've been Sir Spencer Wolf of Kansas City. I've been Dame DeLorean. And until next time... Oh, go ahead, Mike. Sorry. <laughs> no, I was going to say, I'm I'm just Mike, and you guys are awesome. I love it. <laughs> we love you. Yeah, we love you, Mike. <laughs> until next time, bowlers. May your bowls burn ever brighter. Yeah. Should I shut up? Or are we still? Oh, uh, it's. <laughs> that's alright.